Well, she's late. Reckon she might have jumped the tracks. Oh, Daddy. The things don't do that, do they? They've been known to. Get up here. Let's see what you weigh. 117. Boy, Daddy, this baby's gonna be a big name. Where you weigh now? Wouldn't do no good. I wouldn't know how much was me, how much was all that coal dust I swallowed. I ain't never gonna see you again. Maybe. But I ain't never gonna see my little girl again.
get down to it, Bopper. Let's get down to it, Bopperus. That phrase starts every Run and Fest show, which means the Run and Fest show is starting right now. If you'd like to call us, and you know what, this is the last time that I will take live calls to start the show for the next 30 days, because it'll be 30 days in the hole. So your chance to say C in 30. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. If you go over to 202 Friends on Twitter, you'll basically get the soundtrack to the end of the world. And it is indeed all coming down. Uh, Hicks, uh, I decided that my song would be uh, Beyond the Blue Horizon. Just go out traditionally, Hawaiian. That's the end of the world for everybody. Uh, what was your main song? Where is my mind? My salute to Fight Club and the human race. Do you have anything that you like that isn't Pixie or Pixie related? Getting smaller and smaller. Uh, very excited because Swiss Miss is stopping by today, making the scene. I uh, know she had to cancel. Her horse has colic. Uh, well, colic is a human disease. Now, what exactly is colic? It's like some kind of a bad cough. Yeah, I guess. It's a respiratory infection of some sort. I got news for you. If you have a horse, you don't have a life. The horse has a life. Yeah, you have to be up like four in the morning or something to take care of this guy and giant beast. It happens constantly. You know, when uh, my dad, uh, one time when I was younger, he told me that this was uh, something that was handed down generation to generation in my family. Uh, don't own anything that eats while you're sleeping. He just didn't believe in having a horse. That's good advice. He just felt like you could wake up in the morning and the horse would be eating out uh, $1,800 uh, worth of stuff. I'm going to say goodbye to people and then turn the stick over to Fez Watley for the next 30 days. Uh, you were looking at a whole uh, new angle, Fez. You said you wanted to get out of Yahoo News? Um, I, I'm looking for an angle, but what I have is Yahoo News. Hmm. Uh, all right, I'm going to say goodbye to folks here. This is a bon voyage for Ronnie B. Alex, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, uh, I just want to say uh, uh, you guys have a great day. Thank you. And that I feel uh, lucky to have you guys uh, pick up the phone for me. Mm. And um, I hope all you guys have a great day and that uh, you guys don't get any idiot calls. Alex, so. I feel like we're connected through that telephone. I appreciate it. Uh, here's uh, Garth. Garth, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. Hey, man, we're going to miss you, dude, on your 30-day hiatus. Well, uh, good luck. I will be here, but just taped. I will be a member of New York's Grand Jury, something I can't talk about right now. Am I on the case with the uh, French rapist? Probably. Oh, my God. Probably that's my first case, I can't say. It is exciting. It's a little bit exciting, I gotta I gotta say. Let me ask you this. Did one of the grand jurors yell out, you fucked her, now we're gonna fuck you? Perhaps. That's something I'm not allowed to say. Is it a blind item? Um, but 
I do now live next door to him. They moved him into my neighborhood. What? He's walking yeah. the fucking... It was on TV <laughs> last night. It was on the news that they were moving him to a building literally next door to me. And the TV cameras are out there. Just constantly just trying to fucking catch him on camera. Is he going to be like hanging out in the neighborhood now, you think? Or... I don't know. He's got, you know, he's got one of those things wrapped around his ankle. He's got an ankle bracelet. But when you go by the news, ask you if you want to say anything. And then I, this was my statement. I wouldn't rape anyone, would you? Oh, that's not right, raping people. I wouldn't rape anyone, would you? Um, that's the Mar- people they should have the shame, shame, shame out there for. I mean, that's legitimate shame. Uh, Mark, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Yeah, I was calling about the colicky horse. Uh, yeah, what about it? Uh, it's different than colic in humans. Uh, it's actually an intestinal problem. And it's actually pretty serious, and it happens a lot more in the spring and the fall, like when the seasons are changing, and I don't know why that is, but it's almost like they're twisting a gut, and they pump them full of some uh, oil to try to loosen up their intestines, and walk them around, and they can give them a little shot of banamine, which will relax them a little bit. Can I tell you what's going to cure this horse? Love. A bullet. Love. Oh, I just had a bullet, but... No. I would never let anything happen to that horse. No. Can't they eat can't they eat grass like a dog does when it doesn't feel good? Do you know the name of uh, Swissy's horse? No. Ronnie B. <gasps> that is a wonderful honor. That is amazing. Yeah. I guess it is. I guess it's nice. Seriously. It's, it's like, ha- like having a ship named after you. Yeah, be proud of that. That colicky horse. The only difference is uh, in the Ronnie, she doesn't use an A and puts a heart over the eye. So I guess it's name. I don't know even now, know if that's the same thing. That's what it looks like on the racing form? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This horse is a fucking... Seriously, he's a fucking goer. He's got the heart of a champion. Um, hey, Paul. You're around Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Godspeed, buddy. We'll think of you. And uh, I guess Fez is going into the night hut. So, goodbye, Fez. Take this, care, buddy. This is one of the guys that uh, likes to fuck with you, Fez. Uh, Fez is on the stick today. And you said you're breaking out of your Yahoo News thing. Well, um, no, not today. All right, well, take the stick. Now, people are asking, will you be here? Yes, I will definitely make it in for the second part of the show every day, and then we are going to record the first part of the show. So Monday will be a little best of Uh Perhaps we'll give you uh, an interview with a very tall gentleman, and perhaps even an unmasked after that, an unmasked that we haven't read. Brand. And then, and then, uh, we will be live. But we will not be live in the first part of the show. As far as I know, next week, unless there's some fucking possible way to get out of this. How many years? Has it been five years I've been battling? Since I started with the show, I've, it's, it's gone on. Yeah. Five, now, about five years. Ron, I actually that. got to the point of this. Uh, oh, look what Queen Elizabeth wrote. 30 days without Ron, this really is the end of the world. And then she hashtagged, I love you, Ron. Well, she is just the kindest person. Hashtag it. Queen Elizabeth is the sweetest, kindest person. She is a negative person. What's negative about 30 days without Ron? This is the end of the world. And then hashtag, I love you, Ron. She likes you. Yes, that's what I've been saying. Now, I just wanted to say this. Um... 
It doesn't mean I don't love you people. I do. Just not as much as I loved you before. That's all. I'll tell you the same thing that my dad said when, when he left our house. He said, this has nothing to do with your mom. It's just you kids. He said that specifically? Which I had been told for years that's what most of the dads say when they leave. And then I found out a lot of dads say... Uh, and then he goes, look, your mom and I are going to have separate houses... We'd rather you guys get your own separate house. You're 11 now. You told the children to get their own place. We were a burden, Hicks. We really, I mean, we destroyed a marriage. Um, anyway, I forgot what I was talking about here today. Oh, Fez Watley taking the stick. And thank God we've got it. we're doing this at a time where you're up for it, Fezzy. Uh, a little shaky today. No, 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 no. No. You're fucking... You're... If anything, your go-to. That should be your fucking nickname. GT. Go-to. GT. For go-to guy. Now, you wanted to get out of the Yahoo News. You yeah. said what you were noticing when other people came in here. Lily was in here yesterday in HTG. That they were very conversational. Right, yeah. And, um, yeah. And I was trying to think in that direction, but I ended up with just Yahoo News. Um... I will say this. I did not find either one of them conversational. I found them confrontational. They were in your face. Yeah. Uh, here's our buddy Tom from Maryland. Tom, you're on the Run Face Show. Hey, big fan. How y'all doing? That's none of your business, Tom. How we're doing right now is Grand Jury Top Secret News. Okay. Sorry about that. Somebody might have been. Somebody might have raped a maid. I don't know. Um, I was headed to... Uh, Philly this weekend. I was just wondering where, okay. where I should check out for food. Uh, are you going strong? Are you are you going high end, or you want to do street food? Uh, well, we're doing the uh, farmer's cabinet for dinner, but then I don't know, just breakfast or anything. Uh, I guess middle of the road kind of thing. So you want to eat in the middle of the road, middle of Broad Street? Yeah. All right, so uh, breakfast in Philly. That's that's your main goal, right? Correct. Uh, go to Jones. There's a really great brunch there. Um, go to Reading Terminal, and uh, there's a lot of food there for a lunch type thing. So okay. uh, make sure you go there. But by the way, when you go to Jones for breakfast, you're writing this down? Yeah. Put in parentheses monkey bread. I have to get the monkey bread, said yourself. Hicks, yes, not only do I go there and have a lovely breakfast, but I met Bri Bri and Kathleen from the Bronx there. They Wonderful. did something I'm not used to in my life. Okay. I got to check. They're I got to up. check. They're stand-up people, Ron. I started, you know how we do Earth 2? Mm -hmm. I felt like I was dining with Fez 2, where it was the exact opposite of Fez. Bri Bri throws his mitt over it, and I'm thinking to myself, if I would have known that, I would have doubled down on this food. A little surprise uh, for you. And then, of course, you want a nice uh, hoagie, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You want to go to Sarcones. Sarcones. Sarcones? Yeah. Hey, what uh, about chinks? Chink steaks. You like that? You know what? I'm going to tell you the truth, and it's going to hurt a lot of feelings. If I'm going to do cheese steaks, I don't do it in the city. I do it outside the city. 
I'm not crazy about the cheesesteaks that they have in the city. It's much like um, uh, New York has gotten where the regular people have moved out to the suburbs because of crazy prices. But Sarcone's fabulous uh, hoagie. I'm not going to say this uh, again. But By the way, I don't even know the Chink's place, but so give it a try. Um, because I don't have a cheesesteak place to re- recommend to you. I don't have a cheesesteak place to recommend to you. Them's the breaks. Uh, but anyway, that uh, Lily was just terrific yesterday. And then when she was leaving, she didn't think I thought so. Because I was being, you know, she and I were on the other side of uh, a couple of conversations. I enjoy that. I think that's fun. I'm standing in the way of Yahoo News. Fezzi, you, you got the stick for the next 30 days. What are you going to be doing with your weekend, uh, Best Of? Do you already have those lines written? Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Let's hear those. Oh, it's, uh, well, yeah, I didn't write those out, but, but yeah, we're, uh, we'll be, um, talking about, uh, of course, when the, uh, maid story, the maid rape story first broke. And, uh, when the Post and the Daily News in New York both dropped the ball on a headline for I know, French I, rapist. I understand all the material, but I'm looking for that Fez voice that you do. Oh, the Dear Diary. Yeah, you don't write those out? No, no. I had no idea that was improv. Yeah, that's improv. That's very good. Well, we ought to do those on the air today, so we can listen to them dome. Yeah, I can do that. I know you can. You want me to do it now? Well, it's up to you. Whenever you want to do it. You want to do it later? I don't know how you do it. I, I, I brought it up to you, so I don't write it out. I improv it. This could be improv. Yeah, so it would start like this. Well, it is. Let's do it for real. Let's actually record it now. Okay. How many of these do you do? Um, I think I did, uh, need to do three this week. All right. And how long do they last? Um, just at probably about, uh, about anywhere from like 20 to 30 seconds. Oh, I didn't know you did it. Yeah. Um, by the way, Kevin wrote in, Ron's joy problem started when Pep showed up. Check Pep for wire. Might have to take him for a boat ride. What? I don't fucking drop downs. I want to fucking Big wire. pussy style. Fuck that. Fine. Put a bullet in my head. Whatever. You know what? Can I tell you something? Tony never got over having to kill Big Pussy. Nope. He never got over it. But then when he had to kill his own nephew last season, that was fucking sad. All right. So I'll, I'll stay out of the way while you do your Dear Diary bit. Okay. Hi, everyone. This is Fez from the Ron and Fez Show. It's the weekend, so you're listening to the best of Ron and Fez. Make sure you check out the live show every weekday starting at 11 a.m. in the East right here on The Virus. Now, what I do on the weekend for the best of is our Ron and Fez journal. Just checking back over the past week for some of the things that have happened on Ron and Fez. Let's see here. Dear Diary... Well, this week, the headline started when the head of the French IMF was accused of rape. And it was the New York Post and the Daily News dropping the ball on the headlines. What we needed were better headlines. I remember thinking you're a rapist might have been the way to go, and then... 
Oh, you're doing the old uh, ex-jobs out kill? Yeah, into the the memory harp. Oh, gotcha. All right, that's good. And you're really doing the Fez voice there. Yeah, yeah. How come you're not doing the Fez voice at other times? See, I always think I am, and then it's not until it gets pointed out to me that I realize that I'm not doing it. Fez voice! Fez voice! All right, well, that was good, Fez. I liked it. Uh, by the way, Rorschach writes in, or actually, I don't know whether he wrote this to us, but he puts in, seriously, guys, The Office, get on Team Spader. And then he hashtagged Team Spader. If you're going to do it the right way, Rorschach, I don't even um, no. Uh, I don't even think it was close. I think it was all Spader. All Spader last night. Did you watch uh, Hicks? Yeah, I caught it. I just feel bad for going back to this show. I mean, I'm not going to watch next season, but I just feel bad. I feel like I'm betraying myself for going back for these last two episodes. Um, well, last night was very funny. Sorry, but it can't maintain. What do you get? What, what, what does the negativity get you? I don't know. I just, I turned on the show, and then I came back to it, and I realized I should just stay turned. Uh, here's Psycho Bob. You're around Fez. Hey, guys. Holy shit. That guy sounds just like Weekend Fez. That's amazing. That is absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, it was. It was amazing. Moby, you're on the Run of Fez show. Ronnie, is, uh, is Grand Jury a new code word for uh, rehab for pills? I'd love to go to rehab right now and just fucking spend 30 days just relaxing. Uh, what's the guy from Friends that always goes to rehab? Matthew Perry is in again. Um, he goes into rehab and he goes, I'm going to do this. I guess his show just got canceled. And he uh, goes in and said, I'm going to be spending the next 30 days in there. Have fun making fun of me on the internet. That was his alcohol. He must just be holding on tight while he's doing these shows. Because as soon as they're done, he's back in the rehab. For some people, it takes many, many rehabs. I give the guy credit. I like him a lot more now that he said that. Just a big fuck you. Fucking, I gotta go get my shit together. Kiss my ass. Yeah. He's fucking right, though. People hate it when you're fucked up, and then they hate it when you go into rehab. People just fucking hate. Yep, pretty much. Um, all right, what are your other ones, Fizz? Uh, what, what was the uh, next segment that I have to do? Lil fashion is fashion art with Lily in studio. Wow, this is the best stuff. This blows. Hey, it's me, Fez, from the Ron and Fez show, and this is the best of Ron and Fez. Thanks for hanging with me this weekend. What I'm doing now is looking back at the past week of the Ron and Fez show, things that have happened during the past five days, and I call it my Ron and Fez journal. Dear Diary, well, this week our former intern Lily came in and wanted to know if fashion is art. Really wanted to get up in our faces about it. I remember thinking, am I dressed well enough for this conversation? And then... Uh, here's one of the things that I don't understand. All right, so you have the Dear Diary, and that's the reality of it, right? Uh -huh. Why do you tell them that this is the reality of it, that they do it? 
Like you go up and go, this is the part of the show where I kind of write into my journal and think about happened over the week. Dear Diary. It's the very, don't you see what I'm saying there? No. Well, the thing is, like, if that was like the Dear Diary, you wouldn't tell people, now I'm ready to do the Dear Diary bit. Oh, I see what you're saying. Not that it matters one way or another. I'm just talking about in the reality of it. Um, all right, and you got one more to do? Yep, and what's that one? Your encounter with the homeless man. What is he? My encounter with the homeless guy who hit me. Well, that's Fez crying, isn't it? Yes. So the best stuff is Fez crying? Oh, I forgot that I even cried during that. Gee whiz. I cried. You were in fucking, you were inconsolable that day. Uh, Give me something else. No, that's good. People have written in about it all week. I don't want to add stuff to Higgs doing this. Ever since they forced him into this and they did it behind my back, because I said, just run the fucking best of. I agreed with that. I think people like that. Just your whole I, I get nothing but complaints. I know. But then uh, somehow they snaked behind me, and I found out about it. And they did that when Earl wasn't here. Uh, and even Dave. So poor Hicks has got all this fucking extra work, and they added even more work to him. They fucking stabbed me in the back. So this is the Fez crying. It's the best of Rod and Fez on the weekend, and while you guys are doing your chores around the house, hanging out with me, I'm getting caught up on my Rod and Fez journal, things that happened during the past week. Dear Diary, well, this week didn't start so hot. I got hit by a homeless man right in the chest, and I remember thinking, you know what, don't yell at this guy, but uh uh-oh, maybe I did. Someone would say that whole thing is only an hour? We keep rerunning the same hour? No. It's uh, four hours and uh, rerun three times. Four, oh, hours, four hours rerun three times. Yeah. yeah. For, throughout the weekend. I would never fucking listen to that. <clears throat> hey, over on uh, 202 Friends, uh, we're linking to something called uh, this... Mike laughs blogspot.com, uh, where the guy writes a little bit about uh, the unmasked show. Um, so make sure you go over there. Um, by the way, a lot of people are bringing up Sabrina's for breakfast in Philly for Tom from Maryland. Tom from Maryland. Dear Diary. Um, Fez, look who it is. Your best friend in the world, Lady Trucker. Diary. I remember having questions about Parents of Endearment. Honey Bear and Honey Pearl, and then Lady Trucker's daughter. Listen, bossy, yours should be Dear Dairy. Because she's kind of a heifer. Eggs, after the show today, I'm off for the new Woody Allen movie. Oh, wonderful. 75 years old, and he's still fucking banging them out. Post fucking loving it, giving it fucking rave reviews. 
spread that in this way in this morning on the train. How long is your train ride? Only like 20 minutes. It's actually pretty nice. You get here pretty quickly. It's a comfortable 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. How long is yours, Fez? Mine is about 10. So you're here in no time. Story, baby, right over the river. And through the woods. Prime real estate. Do you still get uh, weirded out on your train rides, Fuzz? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This week was not a good one. Why? It was just, uh, with the rain, for some reason the train, uh, well, uh, because of the rain, the train gets extra packed, and it's just tough squeezing into those cattle cars. It's just insane. They look like those Japanese subways where they're using a stick to stuff more people in. Joe and PA, you're on Running Fez. Yo, buddies. Yeah. Ronnie, I got to agree with you. As far as half my life in New York and, and spending time in Philly, the suburbs are like where it's at for food now. As far as cheesesteaks in Philly, you got to go out to Bryn Mawr, PZ's Pizza out on Lancaster. Awesome joint. All right. Thanks, brother. Uh, Sean in Cincinnati, you're on Running Fez. Diarrhea. This week, Fez talked about getting banged in the ass. Shout out to Jake, Jake and Del Rey. It's a big shout out to Jake and Del Rey. What up? Here's Graham and PA. Uh, well, let me put down this autographed picture of Gorilla Monsoon. I, got, I just want to say, Fez, in the next 30 days, you got to uh, announce your secret because I know there's a big tidal wave of gay dicks waiting to crash down all over your hairy body. <laughs> I don't know if that was a compliment or not, but I don't. I don't. I, I don't know about the next thirty days. What do you know about Big Cat? I don't know about a lot. Um, you got the stick. I know the uh, end of the world is supposed to happen tomorrow at six p.m. and. Uh, Actually, starting to wonder about that and get a little. I was able to blow it off for quite a while. Now I'm starting to think, you know what? Maybe you just, in case, I'll want to be outside at 6 p.m. so that I'm not. Do you think it could happen? I'm. Yeah, because we've had so many earthquakes leading up to this. I'm wondering, is it possible? You know, I don't. Let's not play games here. Yeah. I'm going to give you odds, 100 to 1. Uh-huh. I will... You put up $1,000. Okay. If the world ends, I owe you $100,000. That's how fucking sure that this hasn't happened. Now, Hicks, have you ever turned down a 100 to 1 bet in your life? Fuck no. Because you're a smart gambler. That's right. Yeah. So, Fezzy, best of luck to you. You got those odds. Okay. I hope it works out for you. You could end up making $100,000 if the word's at, world ends. Oh, by the way, it's not going to. Yeah. Yeah, I just, well, I'm thinking, what if there's just major earthquakes around? Like, does that... And that guy would be wrong. I was, yeah, I was, like, if California drops off into the ocean, does he get any credit at all for None. that? None. What's the world still he here? He said er, end of the world. Right. He didn't say fucking tornado somewhere. He didn't say a fucking, you know, uh, a powerful man gets shot. He said end of the world. Yeah, and, with, and I also do not... I know it's supposed to be the good people that get caught up in the rapture. Well, caught up in the rapture, you make it sound like it's bad. You don't get caught up in it. You're kind of saved in the rapture. Well, yeah, you get carried up. 
into uh, the skies. I'm I, packing a bag for that. Yeah, because you physically, it's not even like your soul goes immediately to heaven. Your physical body gets lifted up. There's only 144,000 of us. Yeah, I, I honestly, I know that's supposed to be for the good people, and that's the good thing that happens. I don't want my body dangling over the earth. Uh, it's just, uh You don't have to worry about that. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to be in that 144,000. No, you're an awful person. Stank, you're on Ron Fez. Morning, gentlemen. Yeah. Have uh, you guys been invited to the post-rapture looting on Facebook yet? And if not, Ronnie, let me know. Give me a list and I'll gather some shit up for you. Yeah, get it whatever you need. I'll be at the after party, as always. I spend all my time at the after parties. Place to be. Sure. Uh, Kirk Cameron is upset about Stephen Hawking saying that there's no heaven, uh, but said uh, to say anything negative about Stephen Hawking is like bullying a blind man, and that his, uh, Hawking's unfair disadvantage lets him say things that are absurd. So I don't think you needed the blind analogy, because uh, Stephen Haw it's the one thing that Stephen Hawking doesn't have, is blindness. You could have gone ahead and used his own disability. I just think that makes that healthy boy look bad for picking on that blind retard. Yeah, and that uh, apparently the only reason we've been listening to any of his theories is because he's in that motorized wheelchair. That, the, uh, that everything that he has said has just been absurd and that we're basically just patronizing the special needs citizen. Brian, you're on the Ron Fez Show. What's up, boys? Hey, uh, Hicks, if the uh, world's coming to an end tomorrow around 6 o'clock, I'll be uh, drinking it up over in Queens. Should I go to the uh, old beer garden over in Estonia or the new one over in Long Island City? What are you rolling? Go old school. Go old school. Where it up? Long Island City is a little hipsterish for you, isn't it, Hicks? That's getting, yeah, it's getting super hipster. Now it's called South Astoria. There was an article in the New Yorker. Now the story's getting divvied up into different fucking things. And apparently. I see some big buildings over there, though, Long Island City. Oh, uh, yeah, because it's become a huge tourist spot because they're just building cheap hotels, brand new cheap hotels all over the place. And they, all the fucking, oh, they just stay there because it's 10 minutes to Midtown. It's a quick train, right? Exactly, yeah. And you just see massive amounts of tourists and to giant, you know, 20, 30 story fucking. And also hotels. beautiful views. I mean, those yeah. are some of the best views ever. Yeah, you can see the entire city. It's nice. You'll know it'll fully arrive when it has a abbreviated nickname, like Low ISI. Or LIC. Don Gorski, uh, he was. Uh, Who? Don Gorski. Who? He was in the documentary Supersize Me with Morgan Spurlock. He, um,. Has eaten his twenty five thousandth Big Mac in a row. Uh, I don't think it was in a row, but altogether over his over his lifetime, mm. twenty five thousand. He was honored at his local Wisconsin McDonald's. And I was trying to think, what is the one item that I have probably eaten the most of over my lifetime? Cock. No, that's. Not even on the list. But uh, bologna sandwiches, I think, is probably the single item that I have devoured the most of. A bologna sandwich? Where, where do you what? live? White bread town? Because What's on this bologna sandwich? Ketchup. What the fuck? I never heard of anybody putting ketchup on bologna. 
I yeah. remember everyone eating a bologna sandwich. I had a bologna sandwich. Bologna sandwich is a very white bread thing to do. I always had a bologna sandwich in my school lunch. So just start. Did, did anyone ever make fun of you for eating ketchup with it? No, it never it's came not very, out. It's, um, you know, I guess you could get away with mayonnaise, but normally mustard would be the go-to on a bologna sandwich. And I've never heard of, I guess, because you, some people eat ketchup on a hot dog, but it's pretty odd. Yeah, so just starting out with bologna sandwiches for years of school lunches, and... You still eat them? Yeah, yeah, I still eat a bologna sandwich. No cheese? No, no. Just bologna and ketchup. Just bologna and ketchup on white bread. I'm going to gag. Yeah, so it was something that I never outgrew, so that's one that I can trace childhood to adulthood. I'm sure I've had more than 25,000. There's um, just no place to honor me like Don Gorski gets. Let's go over here to Logan. You're on Ryan Fez. Hey, boys. That uh, ketchup bologna sandwich sounds like West Virginia Corfolk food. Um, hey, Ron, I was, I was wondering if uh, Dave was praying for the end of the world since he owes you all that scratch. He does owe me some money. And I don't fucking play games. Uh-uh. And I'll tell you right now, what am I going, 1,000 to 1 odds or 100 to 1 odds on, on Fez on this? Yeah. I'll be seriously, my, my whole fucking organization could be bankrupt if you hit this oh. 100,000. Because that means i got to call in every fucking dime I have on the street. And I'm not even going for backup. It's worrisome. A fucking gambling addict should never be a bookie. Um... Steve's Prince of Steaks is getting the number one cheesesteak vote in Philly. Uh, Honey's sitting neat. Mm. And Green Eggs Cafe. All good things uh, being said about him. Um, go ahead, Fizzy. Uh, REM's Michael Stipe says it's not true that he had an affair with Kurt Cobain. That he wants to finally set the record straight. So I, it's um, I I had never even heard this one before, this rumor that the two of them had been together. Yeah, it's um, well, but at the time that Cobain started hanging out with him, it was the exact si same time that um, people started saying REM was cheesy instead of fucking hip. So this was almost considered like, what does fucking Cobain see in this guy? Yeah, that one doesn't seem like a bad rumor to have about you. That you slept with Kurt Cobain. I'm not going to even start on this. It's... X. Because Michael, Jack Michael Jackson had it the worst with rumors that he was trying to buy another person's bones, the elephant man. So hold on. You're saying sucking a junkie's dick is better than buying bones. Well, if it's uh, if it's Kurt Cobain, I mean he's someone famous. You know he's so sucking Yogi Berra's dick because he's famous is a good thing. Lucky, dear diary, I somehow ended up on this side of the things, taking this kind of bashing. How do I do it? Um, Mike, you're on the Ron Fest show. Hey, boys. Hey, Ronnie. If uh, Fez ate a bologna sandwich every day 
for 365 days a year for 50 years, it'd still only be 18250 Fez doesn't look into his own stuff. Did you do any of the math on yourself, Fez? No, I, di- I didn't do math on myself. Jack, you're on the Run of Fez show. Gentlemen, Fezzy, yeah. it would take 68 and a half years eating one every day. How old are you? He does. He just came up with a figure. That's all. Um, let's go over here to uh, Curtis. Show on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, Fezzy. Hey, Pepper. Let me tell you a story about Long Island City, New York. They sent me in there one time to a place that distributes liquor. And an undercover cop comes up to me while I'm sitting there asking me if I could be a decoy for truck hijackers. Yeah, it's a shitty neighborhood. Or at least it used to be. It's getting better now. But Don't put yourself down. It's a nice neighborhood. A lot of abandoned factories, Ron. Yes, that's a nice thing. All fucking art galleries are going to go in there now. Also, the largest uh, manufacturing of fortune cookies is also there. I had no idea of that. Yeah, giant fortune cookie plants in Long Island City. Uh, Ray, you're in front of us. Hey, Ray, hey, Ronnie B. Yeah. Why don't you get this guy Fez to start smoking some fucking weed? Maybe it'll straighten out his fucking head and his appetite. Who the fuck eats bologna sandwiches with ketchup? Uh, yeah, I don't, even, I don't even understand it. And apparently, he's probably eaten 300 of them over his life. Uh, we're going to break here. Back in just a couple of minutes. And the last time you'll hear me live here, first thing in the morning, for a long, long time. Uh, happy Leave on Helm Day, everybody. Leave on Helm Day. Uh, now, Woodstock, did they only do that for him one day? Or is this for every day of the year? One day, 2006, it was declared. And now we just kind of say it every year. Happy Leave on Helm Day, Ron. Happy Leave on Helm Day to you. Thank you. Of uh, this wheels on fire. It's the Ron and Fez show. Well, he deserves it, doesn't he? Very much so. He's walking a little taller today, huh? I think he is. I think he's talking louder. He's walking prouder. Blogging louder, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Nice for G-Baby. And again, Kevin Smith got a good eye on it. Picking up the right stuff. Yeah, he is. Joe in Vegas, you're running Fez. Hey, uh, what's going on, guys? Fez, you sound terrific. I want to hear Fezzatorial. There's so much things going on in the news. The governor, the end of the world. Can we hear something, please? Yeah, I don't have a Fezzatorial prepared. 
Well, well, well. What do you got over there, Fuzzy? Uh, United Airlines apologizing for an ad that was placed uh, at Ground Zero, which read, you're going to like where we land. So this is the... Ouch. Yeah. That was a fuck up. Yeah, this is the second apology from United Airlines this week over 9-11. Things seem to be slipping over there. Well, I'm, I'm going to defend them just a little bit on this one. When you buy those ads, you're not the ones who places them. Uh, we just did the unmasked yesterday that uh, uh, with Rob Cordray, and he told us the story about how they put a billboard up of Children's Hospital outside an actual Children's Hospital where things happen. And there's no way Cordray knows about this. But these, um, these things go out. Um, Steve, Steve, you're on the Run Fez show. Pepper Hicks, you're a pussy. Holy shit. Oh, oh no, he got through. Shit. The fucking cocksucker got through. Go to fucking hell, you prick. I can't wait for the end of the fucking world. See you in hell. Now fuck your mouth. The non-gay way. There's no, there's no non-gay way to do it unless you're with a woman. Oh, I probably shouldn't have said that then. That's okay if the person's famous, though. Oh. It's better than purchasing bones. <laughs> Uh, Ron and Fez show here on a Friday, perhaps the last Friday, for the uh, end of the world. Uh, hi, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, is this Mick? I guess it is. I have no idea. Oh, it's Mike and DC. How are you doing, Ron? Whatever. Uh, I just want to say I'm 32. I've been eating bologna and ketchup uh, since I was a kid, so Fez is definitely out to something, and he's also the first person who I've ever heard other than myself who eats it, which kind of freaks me out. Um, I looked over here, and they said that there is a Facebook page with this with almost 154 people. So almost, the, as far as we know, 154 people. Uh, and then someone else wrote in that maybe it's more of a southern thing. Um, do, is there a certain kind of baloney you use, Fuzz? Uh, Oscar Mayer. Uh, Not even Boar's Head. Come on. It's standards. With only 154 people on that, it's like some sort of rare disease where there's only been 154 cases of this in the United States that have been documented. Well, on the other hand, I don't know if I would sign up just because I happen to eat a sandwich. I don't know if that, that would be my Facebook sign up, but uh, it's out there. I'm not alone. Uh, Manchester United's Wayne Rooney threatened on Twitter to put a fan to sleep in 10 seconds. Oh, that's nice. Hush, little baby, don't say a word. Wayne Rooney's buying you a mo That's so sweet of him. No, I think it was in a bad way, in a physical way, like he was going to knock him unconscious. Ah. He was going to choke him out. And that was after the fan called him a fat whore and threatened to smash his head in with a pitching wedge. So what's amazing is that if this happened in the United States, like if Tom Brady had said this, this would be a giant sports scandal. It is in England, though. Wayne Rooney is... I'm not even sure that we have something that we can compare to how often he's in the scandal pages over there. And their their gossip people uh -huh. are way worse than ours. It puts a shame. It's crazy. They have so many rags that are widely read and people can't get enough of. And they're just terrible. These fuckers 
steal cell phones. They're fucking able to listen in on the Queen's cell phones. Yeah, like the Sun, News of the World. Pierce Morgan, I think, ran a few of them. It was, yeah. it was ridiculous. The and now somehow he became a journalist over here. <laughs> um, makes sense. By the way, did you ever see that there's some kind of fucking clip of him um, where almost every person he asks, how's your love life? How's your love life? Oh, it's good. I like to put my penis in people. Joe, you're on the run of Fez show. Happy Friday, fellas. How's it going? What do you say? Hey, since tomorrow's the end of the world, I've been married 26 years to the same woman. Can I go out and fuck all the women I need to today or what? Go ahead and try it if you want. I mean, it's 101 odds. Um, <laughs> the University of Florida threatened to... Gators? Yeah, the Gators. Mm. They threatened to kick students out of their study abroad program. <laughs> if they were caught uh, participating in any of the Jersey Shore taping going on in Italy. So it's very weird. I don't watch Jersey Shore. But to me, this show has just been turned into the plague. Like if it hits your town, it's uh, people will die and the locusts will eat the crops. That Biggest cable show in history. That it will uh, poison the gator students. <laughs> uh, yeah, go ahead, Fez. Poison the gator students. Yeah, so much so that they have to be kicked out of school. They have to be quarantined away from the rest of the university. Uh, biggest um, show out there. But I remember before they said Italy wouldn't let them in, Hicks, and now they're going anyway? Yeah, it got like pushed back two weeks, and then they finagled some way to get, get them to air it again. But it's all the same thing. They like finagled they the finikes. <laughs> <laughs> they still can't like drink on camera in like a bar or whatever. Uh, Anthony, you're on the run of Fez show. Yeah, hey, Fez, do you ever notice the uplifting stories on Yahoo News? I I just read one about a baseball player in Cincinnati that got tweeted about going to some Little League game, and he wound up showing up and signing autographs and had a good time, you know. Oh, you, say, you think Fezzy Yahoo's a, on a little negative sense? Yeah, every story, it's negative, and he barely reads the story. Well, if it, if it bleeds, it leads. That's what we say in our business. <laughs> if it bleeds, it leads. What is it that attracts you about the negative stories, Fez? Well, I just think uh, it's what you just said. I think it's just more interesting. If Wayne Rooney went and uh, had a nice exchange with a fan on Twitter... It's not exactly news. Right, but it's not even like you know who Wayne Rooney is. That's what the, the kind of weird thing is. What Wayne Rooney said to someone, basically, nowhere near as aggressive of what Hicks said to that phone caller, right? Right, yeah. We don't really think that Wayne Rooney is going to put someone to sleep. He's basically saying to someone on Twitter, you know, fuck you, I'll knock your ass out. Fuck Which, you up. by the way, Will, he's a fucking tough little bag of cement. Kind of like an animal more than a human. I love the fact that he's balding so young, though. This is a <laughs> fucking great look for yeah. soccer. He's the anti, the fucking direct anti, fucking normal soccer guy. Yeah, he it looks it looks he's, he's he looks he looks the balding thing just makes him fucking even like maybe even tougher or he's as angry. Yeah, to it's him. definitely. But you know how they say that soccer is girls' porn? Yeah, it's just fucking... No girl's gonna be fucking jacking the fucking Wayne Rooney. Bunch of pretty Brazilian boys running around. Fuck it, get an Englishman on there. It looks like a goddamn fucking gorilla. He does. He He's just... A, it's a fucking uh, perfect look for him. 
ripping people's legs off and such. The uh, Botox mom story is apparently a fake. I don't even remember us talking about her. Uh, no. Uh, oh, yeah, probably not. Um, so I don't know what you're talking about is what I'm saying. Yeah, the Botox mom was this woman who claimed that uh, she was giving her little daughter injections of Botox because mm-hmm. she was one of these pageant kids and was going to make sure that she looked her best for the pageant. Right, by the way, Keith the Trucker is saying Rooney could take a dump on the prince's chest and still be a be God if they win the 28th against Barcelona. I don't see it happening. Um, I think it's too fucking crap. I, I think that's, I think Barcelona's just too damn good. But I can't wait for these matches. Oh, uh, you were saying something about what? Uh, about the Botox mom. Yeah. Who uh, allegedly gave her daughter Botox injections to get her ready for these uh, girl, uh, little girl pageants. So now the Botox mom is saying this was completely fake. It was a British tabloid who paid her $200 to go along with the story. $200 or 200 pounds? I think it was $200. What are they doing dealing with American money? Because she's American. Ah. Yeah. So. Well, how would they know her? Um, uh, that part I couldn't find when I was looking through the information. Shocker. It's just weird how she would end up in the British papers. So, and then, um, she went on Good Morning America. Good Morning America put her on. GMA? uh, Yeah. Even though the story was a big fake, uh, in San Francisco, child health authorities came and took her daughter away because of this. They've now given the kid back, uh, realizing that, oh, this wasn't happening at all. The woman said she's simply an actress who is playing the part. But if something happens like this, where child authorities are called in, that's costing money. Someone needs to uh, pay for this or be arrested. Um, And I'm not sure it's not Good Morning America. Todd, you're on Run Fez. Run, man. You ready for the weekend? Well, like they always say, everybody's working for the weekend. There you go. Hey, Ryan, didn't you just say that if it bleeds, it leads? Yeah. Well, shouldn't Fezzy be reading a list of the chicks that are ragging right now? He's gone for jokes, Fez. Yeah. Yeah, that's. A, I don't think that's the blood anyone's interested in. You never know. And that was all the Yahoo news I had. Yahoo! I'm sorry I didn't have anything else. Um... Go to 202 Friends if you're going to try to enjoy the supposed end of the world this weekend. The end of the world playlist that uh, came up on the show yesterday is there. 202 Friends on Twitter. So you can uh, put together your songs, uh, uh, your mixtape for uh, the end of the world that's happening tomorrow. Um... When I do this, I'll just grab Dr. Steve and talk to him. How's that? Okay. Let's uh, bring in uh, Dr. Doctor, give me some news. 
our own Dr. Steve. In, uh, and back on the plane in just a little while. Um, Dr. Steve, in again, out again, Finnegan. You already checked out of the hotel room? No, no. They gave us late checkout. Oh. So thanks to the, uh, Marriott Marquis Hotel. Give them a little plug. Um, so you're back on a plane now, huh? Yep. Yep. How'd everything go with it with ONA? I thought we were doing this whole... It was a clusterfuck. Why was it a clusterfuck? What well, happened? Oh, well, you know, um, uh, I just don't... I, when, when we're presented with uh, something that's um, questionable and then we balk at it, I always feel like I'm not contributing to the show. No, you're contributing. You're you know. contributing in a big, big way. But I noticed this about you from being a doctor. You worry a little bit. Yeah. You have concerns. <laughs> I'm working on it. You have what I would call social anxiety. Um, I do have some. Because um, you know that shit stir, Sam. He said that you uh, talked about him, uh, well, talked to him about me, and you said, I'm always a nervous wreck to talk to Ron. Sam said that? Yeah, Sam said that. So I can't say anything to him either, Ron. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, my God, no. There's not a certain, there's not a person here that you could depend on, like, hey, this guy's got my back. Yeah. Now, here's the difference between me and him. I come from a different place. You tell me to put a body in the fucking trunk, I put it in, I don't it's even there. ask you who it is. Yeah. I don't have a curiosity about that. Sam yeah. will blab about it. Yeah. You'll, ne yeah. You'll never hear me go, hey, I'm, I'm wondering how many kids you have. What are their No. It's none of my business. But this Sam, he's like kind of like a girl with a, a really a late in life penis that popped in. Now, um, what, makes you, what makes you nervous about talking to me? Uh, well, look. I mean, it's nerve. I'm nervous telling you about it because you know I know you don't like that whole hero worship thing. But uh -huh. you know when you when you guys first came to this channel, you thought it, we blew. No, no. Oh, people always think we. No, I thought it was it was just the greatest. Yeah. Uh, you know, you don't need to hear me say that. It was a fucking awesome show, and it still is, and it's still. It was just something so different. I'd never heard anything like this, and uh, you know. And then we kind of started with the relationship where I was, you know, emailing you. We're and, pals, and we're pals, yeah. right? And uh, and but that, you know, you're the guy that I kind of wish I could be. You, you are, know? but see, here's the thing. So I'm an I sound like a fruit saying I'm this. an uneducated nut dragger. <laughs> You're a doctor. You should be the one feeling superior. Yeah. I'd. Um and I would I would be a doctor if it wasn't for the schooling. I refuse <laughs> to be tested. But yeah. beyond that, I think I could go in there and figure out what's wrong with people's brains. Yeah. But I don't want to have to prove that to any fucking Certification yeah, thing. I time. think it's. I think it's wrong. But I want to go in. I want to just open like house. I want to make up a bunch of things. Could it be this? I want to just kind of pump them with chemicals and see what happens. I think I can pull it off. Yeah. But I don't see why I have to prove that to any state. Right. Like you <laughs> said, you want to. You want to go take another state uh, test for New York. Yep. Why? <laughs> well, um, if if I get my New York state license, it does free me up to do certain things here. But I won't even get my New York state driver's license. I just tell the cop, I know I can drive, and if not, you'll be able to catch me. Well, <laughs> and off I go. And it's like a fucking Burt Reynolds 
uh, movie from there. Yeah. Well, you have to have a license to get in- insurance, right? Yeah. To drive your car. Yeah, and- I, I drive without insurance. Do you? Because okay, I'm good. that confident that it'll go well. <laughs> uh, I was going to ask you I something. I have to have a license to get malpractice in this state. And uh, one of the things that uh, we wanted to do was this uh, breaking the Guinness Book of World Records for the most number of prostate exams in one hour. Mm-hmm. And a real classy bit. And But it was for, I, I could justify it as prostate awareness and that you know if you make it fun maybe more people go get their stupid prostates checked by their doctor because it's not that big of a deal well uh in the release that i created with my lawyer the prostate exams were for entertainment purposes only uh-huh. and that didn't sit well with xm because or with sirius or who whatever this company is um because uh, Sticking a finger in somebody's ass for entertainment purposes only then is no longer a medical thing. It's you just you're basically ass play. So what's wrong with that? I, I have no problem with it, but you know, on the radio, it's a, it's an issue for them. So, uh, but I couldn't have it be for medical purposes because I'm not covered malpractice wise. Just in case one of these people, and these aren't. You know, all the ones that we've always done have been on Insiders. We did Pat Duffy, we did Roland, we did, well, Tippy Tom probably wasn't going to sue. But when we're bringing people from outside, you know, a year from now, somebody gets diagnosed with colon cancer. And, well, that fucker, Dr. Steve, did, you know, he misdiagnosed me, uh, you know, during Proctopalooza. Then that's a problem. Here's what so I want I you to, to know. With, I know that you feel like maybe Sirius has an anti-Dr. Steve thing. <laughs> no, not at all. Here's my belief. My belief is they have an anti-ONA thing. And it becomes because ONA come over from XM, and it never gets forgiven here. Yeah. And they, uh, people still in the halls now will bring up like, well, you guys over at XM, like, what do you mean? I've been in this goddamn building for yeah. years now. They don't see us as one of them. Yeah. Well, uh, I will have to say from the corporate standpoint, th- on this particular one, uh, the the people who are above the people that we, you know, normally talk about rhymes with flob floss and and those guys um were told me that we could go ahead the only problem the problem on this one was more my attorneys it's still a turn don't uncle tom for these guys <laughs> don't That's, uncle tom for them everything else i completely agree with you on but this one thing i'll have to say right, what are you reading okay. right now what are you getting into in terms of physics science what has got your head um physics and science the yeah. uh well you know this uh glaze of star it's a uh, it's a red dwarf and it has a planet around it that is probably habitable and uh it is not so hot that it can't have liquid water on it and this is the first time that we've found um a planet that doesn't necessarily have life on it but it it shows that there are other planets like earth out there we always knew it right you know we know in an infinite universe, there are other places just like this, but we've never been able to prove it before. And so that's, um, uh, that's a big deal. Um, it's very weird, though. I mean, that whole thing about is there life out there? Like you said, obviously there is. Of course there is. But then again, in an infinite universe, wouldn't there at least been one civilization that could have found this yeah. by now? 
And I'll tell you right now, if I start to think about being stuck here on Earth, I can't breathe. Yeah. I get claustrophobic thinking how small this planet is. Me too. I need to get out there. I'll move around with all things, Dr. Steve. We absolutely have to. That has to be uh, uh, one of our prime goals is to get the fuck off this planet. We because there are things that can wipe us out, and then that's then it's done. Uh, you know, the super volcano under... Uh, uh, um, Yellowstone Park uh-huh. is about a hundred thousand years overdue to erupt, and the last time it erupted, it basically sterilized the uh, continent of North America. Um, you know, there's asteroids that we still, yeah, we talk about. Maybe we could do something about it, but we, you know, it's still just talk. I saw. Well, it's in Kaku's book. He believes that the first trillionaires are going to be the guys who can mine asteroids. That there is so many different things on these. Asteroids that when we get up there and mine them, yeah. we're going to be able to uh, take care of a lot of economic things here oh, yeah. on the planet. There's an infinite universe out there, and there's you know it. If we the the, th- the thing that interests me is that we've been doing this search for extraterrestrial intelligence for 50 years now, mm-hmm. and have found nothing. And uh, it may be that we're starting with the wrong premise and that we're just not able to uh you know find intelligence with the technology that we're using but if it's if this universe is ours or at least this big chunk of it that we can observe then yeah. uh, we need to be doing a fuckload better job of uh of taking care of ourselves why do you think we that are? we got bored with our space program because i think that's what it is and yep. i don't know if you could look at the planet earth is there anything more to be proud of than we were able to go to the moon, that we were able to leave a species yep. that used to crawl around in the fucking dirt yep. like fucking pigs? We were like pigs in the dirt not that long ago. And now we're, we're on the moon? Yeah. And then we're going like this. Holy shit, what's next? Oh, nothing's next. Yeah. Yeah. And... With the technology that we had, you know, the computer that they used on um, uh, the moon lander was um, really, really primitive. As a matter of fact, I mean, if you've got a digital watch, it has more power than that thing did. Yeah, if you go back and watch those NASA documentaries, those guys are using slide rules. Oh, they're pushing buttons. They're just slide rolling the whole time. (laughs) Those guys are like, all right, we've got to change this back. And you're like, who the fuck were these guys? I know. They could do that kind of math. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, to, to be able to get that, that can to the moon and then back here and not fuck up is yeah. mind-blowing. Yep. Um, and, and I've said this before on the show. That and Motown was the two best things that this country has ever done. Yeah. We did them both at the same time. Nice. White people went to the moon. Black people made great music. Now look at us. White people can barely get into space and black people are doing fucking rap and hip-hop yeah i don't know what happened to, to <laughs> both of us it's a fucking embarrassment it is yeah it's amazing and you know the technology that we have we're we're not quite to where we can do the space elevator but he's right about that i mean arthur clark wrote about the space yeah. elevators the space you know, elevator is mind-blowing it's uh it totally makes sense to do that and uh it's it's almost doable with modern technology we just don't have anything quite strong enough yet to uh you know to well, stand thing up that, to that yeah the but thing that kills me about the science is you know any of the problems we have the only way out of it is science the way out of it isn't oh drive your car less and do less th- no we need a better fucking fuel yeah. people are never going to do less right ever so this whole thing of wasting our times by 
you know, this summer, keep your thermostat on 38. I'm not going to. Neither is my neighbors. We're going to keep it at 54. Let's come up with some kind of fucking crystal that can make the planet fucking run on yeah. some kind of clean power. Yeah, and when we have 20 billion people on the planet, there's no... You can't cut yourself to greatness. The only way that you cut your yourself down is by having some world widespread famine or Ugh. widespread, you know, disease or something that takes out the third of the population but, or but more. See, your way is right. Like instead of less people, let's move more people out further. Let's start platforming people out. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it gives us, don't put all your eggs in one basket. I heard someone say that once before. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when we've, uh, when we're on three or four planets and five billion years from now, when we're maybe on, you know, a couple hundred and our sun goes red giant, I'll feel a little bit better about things. Because you know? you're like, well, at least we got these other planets. Yeah. At least we're banging fucking Martian chicks. <laughs> um, for you, when you hear the Stephen Hawking thing, no heaven. Yeah. Well, I know that you're a guy who wants a heaven. I do. Um, there's the Methodist part of me that definitely is looking for the afterlife. And then there's the, uh, the part of me that, uh, really doubts that that's, that there's any real, you know, uh, reality to that. And, uh, I, I am convinced that when I die, if there isn't a heaven, if there isn't some way that you're, that your being and your consciousness is uploaded to some other dimension where you then exist forever, then uh, that at some point in the future, someone will open their eyes and be sentient, just like I did when I was four and realized, looked around and said, wow, I'm here. Mm -hmm. The same thing will happen. They won't have any memories of me, but that it will happen, whether it's on this planet or some other place, you know? So you think that... Something goes on of you? Was that? Was that? No, I'm not. I, no, but you can only have. You can only experience one consciousness at a time. Right. You know, if you and I merged consciousness, that would be a new consciousness, but it would be a single right. consciousness. So uh, once this consciousness is done with, then someone else somewhere will wake up, you know, when they're four years old or three or whenever they become sentient and say, I am. Right. And, uh, and that's about what we can hope for. So Scientifically, you, that's... So you're just for. saying that that's part of your energy and you're, you're yeah, okay it's with just, that. Yeah, I'm okay with that. That's yeah. what keeps me going because otherwise, and it is seem to be quite pointless. Uh, but, you know, pointless, the whole thing, is, uh, the, the fact that this happens at all, it, I don't know where the, the lack of gratitude, you know, I, know. What I mean, no. I just see a complete lack of gratitude, because it's not like I see a lot of people using this lifetime to its fullest. Yeah. You know, most people I run into, what did you do last night? Nothing. Yep. And if you would think to yourself, if you know you're only going to be here 85 years tops, why aren't you out fucking Doing trying to experience time. as much as you possibly can? Yeah. And appreciation. And I fall victim to that, too. You more than yeah. anyone. You literally are like, oh, I don't care about anything. I'm Dr. <laughs> Steve. I'm just going to watch TV again. <laughs> I'm voting That's for the so Southern good. kids on American Idol. <laughs> I don't God know what it, it is about you, the way the South sticks together on American Idol. Yep. I think that old girl, I think we got a Tennessee girl in this year. I think she's Chad This is the first year I've never watched the first episode. So You're done with it. Uh, yeah. I was glad the girl who went home last night went home after trying to manipulate people by having her father play guitar for her on stage. Oh, is that right? 
I always think that that's a little bit of cheating. Yeah. yeah. Well, they all get to cheat uh, this year. Um, you know, the guy who brought out Ozzy's fucking guitar player. Was right. Gonna, you know, I mean, that's just all part of it. The guy who was able to bring out a goddamn marching band. They're just trying oh, to... Oh, when did uh, this happen? Yeah, the, it's just, uh, you know, these are details to the fucking madness that is American TV now. <laughs> it's just madness. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, here's Brian that wants to uh, kind of make you feel better about yourself, Dr. Steve. Okay. Go ahead, Brian. Hey, uh, Dr. Steve. Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree on the consciousness thing being it's almost like another law, like another physics law. And uh, an analogy would be kind of like uh, all the clouds in the sky being consciousness itself and the rain coming down and the puddles in the oceans and then evaporating back up in. So what's your point? I, well, that's, you know... It's just a continuous cycle. Right, but I think Dr. Steve's point is that, you know, if if his consciousness is water and not steam, it doesn't make him feel all that much better <laughs> to know, hey, don't worry, your atoms are going to be used for other things. Yeah. That's the problem with it. The thing that makes us us is the thing that holds on so hard. Right. The rest of you isn't holding on. Right. You know, the atoms in your ba body are free to play the kaleidoscope game they don't care one way or another oh and they've turned over multiple yeah. times since you've been born too that's the weird thing that that consciousness holds on yep. as those atoms switch you think that and i guess in some ways we're a different person every day but we're not overly conscious of it's, that right it's the uh, um continuity of memory that supposedly holds us together. And yet, is is there anything else? No. Is there anything else that makes us It's us? all your perception. The right. universe is as you perceive it and no other way. Well, here's the weird thing. If you look at yourself now, like in the mirror, you say, that's me. But then if you look at yourself when you were seven, you, you know, some old picture, you go, that's me. Yep. I don't know whether that's true or not. Yeah. Do you have memories of when you were a kid? That now you look back and try to remember how you were thinking then, but you're hearing it in your now voice? Well, it's very, very weird because I notice that when most people will tell you something that happened to them, they will fall into them yep. thinking like a kid again. Right. You know, that, that's why it's it's so difficult for people that were abused as children or whatever to try to figure out what exactly happened. Yeah, yeah. Um. So do you think that when you th go back to that, do you use the logic of that time, like when you were eight, or do you think about it as an adult looking back on well, it? Well, I know that I use now words. Like, okay, one of my earliest memories mm -hmm. is taking a dump in my crib. Mm -hmm. when I And how old could I have been? I couldn't have 30? Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't have been more than uh, 18 months old. But I remember this vividly. Then I felt so creative at the time because it was like, wow, where is that coming from? And I thought there's a part of me that says to this day when I think back of that that my mom will be really proud of me. And when she came in and raised holy hell, you know, I was disappointed. And it was like, why is she, you know, going off yeah. on me? Now, I know that at 18 months, I didn't have those words. but You that, had those feelings. Uh, I had something. But now, looking back at that, I remember it as if it was yesterday with those words in my head. 
You see what I'm saying? Yeah, so... And, uh, so uh, the, the memory that you have is false. Yes, it's I do agree that most that most of the time we have false memories. And I, I try to uh, explain that to... To people all the time when they're when they're into you know my dad did this or whatever you know like you just really can't even trust that memory a hundred percent right you can't trust that memory but one time I remember I went back uh, like after I'd grown up I uh, went and um, gave some my my big brother some shit about some stuff and I was going to remember that time you did this remember? and then he uh, he actually said to me he goes Dude, I was just a kid. And then I had to go like this. Oh, fuck yeah. All right, never mind. Because my feelings were still hurt. Like, hey, when you guys went out and did this, you didn't want want me to come with you. He's like, what? You know, he doesn't remember shit about it. It's nothing. But for me, it was like, let's fucking straighten this out today. Absolutely. Um, There was another uh, thing that I remembered so clearly, and it was a a thing of uh, shame. Uh, My neighbor, I went over to to see uh, the little girl who lived in the neighborhood and her father mm-hmm. started yelling at me um, and I go running out to see him and he had uh, was burning leaves right and the fire had gotten out of the way uh, you know just started to fucking run throughout his yard so he goes go find me that lake and I remember that freaked out thing and I run down to the house and I can't find the the rake right so i ran back and he was just like i, said, I can't find it he said get the fucking rake and i oh. looked over and the fire had spread so much that trees were on fire and he just lost his shit and i heard like even the fire engine his, his wife had called mm-hmm. looking up and i just like ran back to my house and went up fucking stairs and and i'm like i'm fucked i'm the guy who you know yeah. let this fire yeah. get out and i kept waiting for the door to knock i didn't fucking even tell my parents or anything so I had like fucking when this thing like went by, it was like, how did I not get hit for this? I never once told anybody that story, yeah. and then I thought about it again when I was older, and I went back and tried to figure out this thing because my my grandfather had uh, been a fireman, so this was like this fucking thing of shame for me, right? Yeah, I tried to piece together when that happened because the people moved and all. And I would have been four years old. <laughs> but I, in my mind, I was grown up right. person, right? And the guy never was like, you didn't find, you know, yeah. he knew he fucked up. He just yelled like right. the thing, he was find panicking. me the rake, right? But he never came over to my house later and went, you know, Ronnie fucking abandoned me because I was a little <laughs> kid, a kid, right? But I fucking held on to that, but not even consciously, like just in the back of my mind, like, yeah, I'm no kind of fucking guy who'll fucking prick you when, you know, yeah. life gets bad. Yeah. So it is, but what fucking purpose does that serve us? Yeah. Because most of the shit that we hold on is, I got my ass beat or somebody fucking, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't stand up for this or whatever. We very rarely hold on to, I feel really good about this memory. Right. And we, and then that gets carried into the present with us yeah. you know we drag all of that stuff with us into the present and uh you know uh, we talked about this when we did um uh the last weird medicine that you were on with us uh you know that my therapist said to you if you've got one foot in the past and a foot in the present or in the future you're in a perfect position to shit on your present mm-hmm. and uh 
I've learned through 15 years of therapy and been experiencing some, you know, I was a Krishna consciousness person in college and, you know, looked at meditation and those kinds of things. That living in the moment, that's the one thing that's common to all of these is being in the present. Uh, because anxiety comes from, uh, you know, worrying about things that haven't happened yet. And a lot of depression comes from worrying about things that hap- that happened before. And, uh, you know, none of that stuff's going on right now. Uh, here's uh, Dave in L.A. You're on Run of Fez. Yeah, I, you know, I've always been on the fence about Dr. Studi, but no more. He, he's he's kind of swayed me now. He's a fucking crackpot. <laughs> nobody remembers. Nobody remembers when they're eighteen months old. Give me a fucking. No, I swear. Oh, oh, I, I have the same kind of memories, but they're very like short blasts of a memory. Like uh, I do remember trying to climb out of a crib, and I remember like my first memory was just clocking my mom while she was on the telephone. Yeah. Just like, oh my God, this woman's gorgeous. Yeah. It's just so great being a kid. <laughs> you know, like, I have this real memory of just like admiring her while I was sitting on a toy box. But the thing that uh, makes me laugh too is like, I have the, um, uh, crazy memories that you have is oh my mom's gonna like this and then you find right. out that you know you're writing with lipstick on the fucking wall yeah, yeah. but at the time you think I'm doing something really good here yeah just being so stupid as a kid yeah but yeah I think a lot of people have those um baby baby infant fucking memories almost I mean I'm assuming I was 18 months I say that to make it sound a little better because it's a story about shitting in your crib yeah you don't want to say you were three (laughs) right the (laughs) earlier that you're pushing that back the better it sounds I've described the house that we lived in when I was that age really you know and every house in Florida looks the same (laughs) that's the fucking problem with that um you know you were in St. Pete right Pinellas Park, yeah. Oh, Pinellas Park, yeah. I grew, I spent about a year in St. Pete. I, we were probably there at the same time. What what year? It would have been uh, 19, 1960. What so, were you doing there? Uh, my um, my mom's mother was dying of uterine cancer, uh-huh. and uh, my mom moved down to take care of her. And you know, the weird thing was, I never saw my mom's mom the whole time. They kept her hidden away in like a. Uh, uh, like in a convent or something yeah. until she died. Well, that part and of the country was bizarre. It was, yeah, that uh, part of the country was pretty empty around that time too. You know, I mean, yep. it's probably got about ten times more people that live there than when you were there. Uh, here's Chris Sherman Fess. Yeah, I got a question for Doctor Steve. Doctor Mitchell thought we had a theory that time on the moon is slower. If you believe that, and that's true, could, could stasis in space be possible? So what was the question? The- I think his thing was is he's going about time and how like time in a spaceship. Oh, oh means time less. on the moon is slower. Is yeah. that what he was saying? Yeah. Actually, there's less gravity on the moon, so it's probably that he said that time moves a little faster on the moon. I- in a deep gravity well, time slows down, and um, you can have stasis. You can live forever, but not experience it by going uh, right at the you know right below the speed of light. Time will slow down for you. And, but uh, you'll experience it like we're experiencing You'll experience it just like we are. Talking very <laughs> slowly. You'll, uh, you'll move at normal speed as far as you're concerned, but to everyone else, the... Uh, 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 you'll be slowed down, and they, there's, you know, it all. It sounds like science fiction, like craziness, but Einstein's equations are so simple and so beautiful, right? 
And, uh, you know, it just has to be um, that, that it's right. It's been proven a thousand times. And uh, they can even measure it with a, with a, uh, um, a precise enough clock. Uh, the slowing down of astronauts who are moving at, you know, 17,000 miles an hour um, in space, uh, the, you know, their clock slows down just enough that we can perceive it with uh, a really uh, um, uh, precise clock. So it's a, it's a cool thing. And Einstein did this with thought experiments he did it by thinking right. what would it be like to ride on a light a light wave and then all of his uh his um equations came from that it's well, incredible there, there, yeah there's an uh, an interesting thing when you find the big thinkers and how differently that they will throw themselves into thinking than most people yeah you know what i mean and there's almost very little quiet thinking done today yeah you know, because, oh, I have to have the TV on, I have to have music on, whatever it happens to be. But for those guys, it was almost daydreaming. Yeah. And then they would come out of it and be able to write that shit up. Yeah. And the equations are not complicated. For for special relativity, they're pretty simple. You know, uh, Alan Watts said something along what you were saying, that when the church service was translated into English, that that was the end of contemplative thinking in church, that when the, when the priest spoke in an alien language, was spoke great. in Latin, everybody could just sit back and have these sort of meditative experience because your mind goes into neutral and you, ch- and you check out. It, it's because, do you know, it's the weirdest thing because here in the, in the city, a lot, it's an international city, New York is, so I eat in a lot of places, there's French people, Italian people. I don't know why I love hearing a language I can't understand. Yeah. And I love a foreign movie for the same reason. Sure. Um, there was something, and I was very little during the Latin masses, and as a matter of fact, my mom tried to keep up the Latin stuff for a while. She was like, this is crazy with the English. We're going to find a Latin mass. But I would just be like, I don't know where I would go, but meditation was the the closest place during that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Let's go over here to um, Will. Will, you're on the Run of Fez show. How you doing, Ron? As Dr. Steve, I was on the fence about you for a while. You played me in the right direction. Oh, you, just the opposite. Yeah, uh, you are, yeah, you're great. And Ron, you're a big thinker. Right. <laughs> Here's uh, Ryan. Ryan, you're on my fence. Hey, Ron and Fez and Dr. Steve. Uh, Dr. Steve, what do you think about uh, sleeping? We're basically not aware of our conscious or not conscious for a, a quarter of our life. Yep. It seems like people would think that'd be a big deal, but it doesn't sound like you're hearing anybody talk about it. I think about that all the time. That, uh, you know, we worry about death being the end of consciousness, but yet every night you go to bed and your goal is to become unconscious. So, uh, you know, there is brain function going on and those things. And when you wake up, you, unless you've had a stroke, you remember where you were and there's that persistence of memory again. Uh, you know, uh, demi- our demise is just one of those going to sleep that we aren't going to wake up from again. And whether something happens after that, like I said, the Methodist part of me, you know, prays that there is. You really, uh, you really <laughs> need that to hold on to, huh? You really like the idea of that. It's, um, yeah, and it's not even so much for me, it's for my kids, you know, or did I bring them into the world to, uh, uh, you know, to, to what end? And they, there's, I'll, I'll, 
vacillate back and forth. It doesn't need to be a purpose. It is just what it is. And that's when I'm in my Zen kind of zone. And then the mm-hmm. anxiety kicks in. It's like, oh, but, you know, we have to have a purpose. And what, you know, what if five billion years from now we're not off this planet? And then I start worrying about that. And well, you know, in 23 trillion years when the universe ends, then what are we going to do? Are we going to be able to find our way out of this universe or it's all pointless? So, uh, you you know it's just putting off the inevitable. You don't have, you don't have a good day. So you no, never have a good day. I don't have a good day when I'm thinking that way. Uh, Jason, you're on the Ron Fez show. Uh, hey, uh, good afternoon, guys. Uh, I have very early memories of when I was about two years old as well, but they're in black and white. Uh, I wanted to ask Fez and uh, Doctor Steve if they're black and white memories. Well, I I will say this: I know what it's like to have color faded memories mm-hmm. about stuff when I was a kid. And maybe even tied in with like a Super 8 instead of videotape type memories. Yep. And I don't know that's because my dad had one of those kind of cameras, but the, the weirdness now is that when you get machinery, you can start and think in those ways. Yeah. It's like, so in a pre-computer, you could think to yourself, all right, I'm going to go back and edit and change that memory. And now with a computer, you could think to yourself, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to cut and paste or Photoshop mm-hmm. this memory. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like you need to have the technology before you can play around with that. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I, it, this is just pot talk now, but it, it blows my mind that, uh, this meat thing in our head can dredge up images after all that time and you can make them as high fidelity as you want to basically you can do whatever brain, you want with them the brain will fill in you know i think about my grandmother's house in saint saint pete beach uh-huh. and i think it is a black and white memory you know there's just images there like this guy was saying but the more i think about it the more i can fill in details and make it color and i can see the spanish moss you know falling from the trees and all that stuff it's but, incredible but i think my point is the only reason that you even remember is black and white because your kids aren't going to have black and white memory because it yeah. didn't exist for them okay. so like you're almost you use your memory um and let the technology of that time be the metaphor of your own memory. Yeah. Because I thought it was so interesting when um, you know, people will say, well, the brain's like a computer. Since when? Yeah. <laughs> Since the last 50 years? Right. You know, it's, if you go back and read stuff, they used to think of uh, like the memory like a storybook. If you go back and read, you know, like in Dickens' time, they would always use the story or the fairy tale as the metaphor. We never use that wow. anymore. We never use that. Now it's like, well, your mind is like a computer. It used to be like your mind is like a movie, and you go back and yeah. you change it. And then your mind is like a linotype. Well, the, so, heart, the heart used to get uh, attributed to all the emotions. Yep. Yeah. Do, when you think, do you, Fez, do you feel like you, um, you're thinking in your head? Oh, yeah. 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 You feel it in your head. Yeah. Because you're exactly right. The I, I believe it was the Greeks or the Romans thought it was in the chest. And I and think that they felt it there. When when you, that's because like when you're in love, it does feel like your chest. Yeah. Now, it couldn't be, right? We don't know that. But you tell that to somebody who's like, when you're destroyed or you're in love, I mean, when, when you hear bad news, you'll sometimes take it in different parts of yeah. your body. Uh, and then there is... A lot of theories about cellular memory. So, I mean, how much of this stuff is going to open up over the years? Um, Here's Danny. Danny, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hi, Ron, Steve. Hey, man. I talked to you, Steve, on Twitter somewhere. I'll get a hold of you. Uh, 
Listen, mum fell. This could be the excuse why when I'm, as, as a young teenager, young kid, I used to feel like I was in a, a, a fluid all through my mouth. Like, I just felt like I was in a fluid bubble. And then that's what I accounted for is I think I remember being in the womb. And I have no other feeling on earth and through my lifetime to ever give me that feeling, but it just feels like I'm in a thick soup <laughs> in my uh, all through my mouth. And, and I remember being in uh, also but as a baby, I remember mom's carrying me and putting me in a little leather strap carriage with wheels. And I remember well, my first vision of a, being a mechanic. I go, what's this little strap for? And I put it in a little hole. Right, well, let, well, you know, let's not get into the details of that, but do you believe that there could be any memory uh, from womb? Wow, I know that babies, okay, <clears throat> human babies are born about three months early. Mm -hmm. And that's because our heads are so big. And, uh, the, you know, hence all these other issues that we have. But our, we come out three months early, and babies remember being in the womb because, uh, at least to some extent, because when you do womb-like things to them, it will calm them down. You know, that's all that they remembered, and now they're out in this world, and it's bright, and it's cold, and, you know, they're radiating heat like crazy, and they don't understand what's going on. Someone's, you know, shoving a nipple in their mouth. And uh, when babies cry, one of the things that you can do is swaddle them, and you can make womb noises. And uh, one of the, uh, the noises that they hear in the womb is blood flow in the mother's uh, aorta. And uh, it makes a shushing sound. And so when you put your mouth up to a baby's ear and just make a real light shushing sound, you know, shh, 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 the baby will immediately stop crying. So there, there's some kind of, of uh, persistence of memory there. You know, it may just be a reflex. Their brains are not well developed. A lot of the um, you know, the connections in the cortex haven't been made yet. But uh, you know, there's something there. I I don't know. I, Have you, you know, ever done any of the regression stuff? No. Never never did it with hypnosis or anything. No. Is that something you don't like? No, or? I I would be okay with that. I uh, one day when I'll, I'll do the show with you and I'll do uh, I'll tell you about when I. Uh, did some of the regression therapy years ago. It was really, really fun. Some people, I mean, whether it's how much of it is bullshit really doesn't matter all that much to yeah. me. But there is a huge amount of um, change in perception mm -hmm. when you start to fuck around with this stuff. Mm -hmm. But again, when you get into hypnosis, that's why I never play the party games with hypnosis because I see it as a somewhat powerful t tool. Yeah. Um, you know, and I don't get the whole thing of, hey, now let's act like the seat's on fire. I don't know why. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. it's the difference between, like, using acid spiritually and using acid just to get fucked up. Right. Um, Fezzy, I got some bad news for you. Oh, what's that? Uh, this report. Spy report. Spy report. Is out an old buddy of ours. Uh, Randy Savage, the macho man. Uh-huh. Driving down the road. Heart attack, hits a tree, and he's gone. Oh, my God. Yeah. So that was down in uh, Florida at the Largo Center. But uh, the Macho Man was an old buddy of ours from the uh, Ron and Ron days. Uh, okay. And uh, these... I, I don't know if we had more fun with someone from wrestling than we did with Randy. I don't know how much fun you have with people from wrestling, oh, but uh, well, I did the Macho Man. But this isn't the time to talk about it. But good, good yeah. guy. Uh, used to come and hang out uh, 
at my comedy club when I had it in Florida. But uh, he had just kind of re- restarted his life. Um, new wife, like in the last year. Ah, it's a sad story. That's terrible. It's really, really sad. Um, all right, let's go over here to Jim in New York here in Oh, we lost you. Um, let's go over here to Ryan. Ryan, you're on Manifest. Hey, what's up, buddy? Yeah. Hey, um, how do you know that since we're all of a generation of where all of our childhood has been documented in some way, whether it's video or, or like you said, black and white pictures, how do you know that's not the memory of just seeing the picture of you and not and just expanding on it from there in your own I mean, it's not a real memory. Well, here's, here's kind of an interesting thing about this, is that if there is videotape for something or a picture of something, it kind of lights that thing in your memory and mm-hmm. keeps it alive instead of letting it float into nothingness. Sure, sure. But then if you see a picture of yourself also, like you said, you were saying before, Dr. Steve, about Spanish moss, you kind of filled it in. Maybe that's not the memory. Maybe that's just your imagination filling in. Oh, exactly. There is Spanish moss there, though, so he is right about that. I, I got you. And then who would win in a fight, uh, Dr. Steve? You or, or, or uh, Mike the teacher? Thank you very much. <laughs> well, I don't think that would be close. Um, <laughs> let's go over here to Dale in Nebraska. You're in Manifest. Yeah, hi, guys. Uh, Dr. Steve, do you believe that we all have just our own individual sense of consciousness? Like, I've got mine, you've got yours, Ron has his, Fez has his. Or do you also think that there is a collective consciousness of everybody on the planet that we can all kind of step in and step out of? Or that we can't perceive, but it's there on some level. Um, <clears throat> dude, here's the thing. Number one, I, I'm a seeker of, I have no answers. I have no clue. But I do believe that it is an illusion that we are sacks of meat that are separate from this universe that we live in. We were born out of this universe. We're not things that, you know, walk around in it. And, um, you know, so in that regard, you know, if, if I can't perceive your, your thought patterns or I can't perceive a star going supernova in another galaxy, it doesn't make me any less part of the universe. I can't perceive my hair growing either. I have no control over it. And uh, I think it's more like that. It's still, you know, uh, you look at Earth. If aliens look at Earth, they would say, look, that planet's peopling. Mm-hmm. So your so your real thing is you see yourself outside your eternal soul you see as something outside. I don't even know universe. if it's a, if it's an eternal soul. It's uh, in a practical sense we are of this universe. You know that we're part of it. It just like the you know Andromeda Galaxy is, yeah. and we were we were born into it. You know, or born well, we're born out of it. Uh, I don't mean out physically out. Okay, so I took but that the wrong way. From it. Yeah, I agree with that one. The same, and it's like if any like little speck in the kaleidoscope is trying to understand the kaleidoscope as it's changing. Right. That's the way I feel this whole seeking yeah. thing works out for us. So we're like, what is this thing? But it's all <laughs> fucking spinning around, and we're seeing it from the inside. Yeah, and but maybe, yet I do think you belong to the kaleidoscope. I think there's yep. less and less to to worry about. Exactly, and yet it's the way I'm I'm trying to say that, but yeah. you're saying it much better than I am. But then I, at the same time, I can hold on to that, and then hear that my old buddy died, yep. and feel, yeah. And even though I'm telling you the truth, I probably haven't talked to him in 15 years. 
that none of that stuff changes. You feel does that it. sense of loss. Yeah, you just get that uh, tremendous sense of nothing is fair. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You 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 you've got one shoulder has the life is all and it's infinite and it's amazing, and the other one is this what unfair shit just yeah. never stops. Yeah. It's a shit storm that never stops. You're describing the inside of my brain. Yeah. I mean, it is. I, I have the, the part of me that's cool with all of this and that I'm going to be in the moment, and then the part of me that is an anxiety, anxiety-ridden sack of meat that's walking around separate from everyone else around me. Uh, here's uh, Tony in Chicago. You're Ron Fez. Hey, Ron. Um, you guys kind of turned me on again to uh, Carl Sagan, and Carl Amazing. Sagan had an interesting point that um, being that people and everything in the universe is essentially made of the same thing, that maybe human existence is an attempt to know itself. Yes. The universe to know itself. I believe that. I, I don't know if it's a conscious attempt, but it's the only way that the universe can look on uh, look upon itself. And we are of the universe. You know, that whole uh, thing that's been... Uh, bandied about thousands of times on this show and other shows that you know every atom that you see around you was in the center of a star at one point and so uh and that is that's not a question that's absolutely uh, a fact and uh it's mind-blowing and um uh, yeah, it's the only way that the universe can perceive itself. Now, why would the universe do this? I mean, you start off with hydrogen and a little deuterium and some lithium, and you end up with stars that create all of the elements of the universe, explode, reform again, make planets that have water on them and a star that's just the right distance away from its planets. And then, you know, here we are now training our telescopes on basically, you know, our, the, our womb which is the, the rest of the universe. It's pretty amazing. It's mind-blowing. It <laughs> is literally awesome. mind-blowing. And at the same time, look at the shit that we normally think about. Yeah, and then people bitch about they didn't get enough hot sauce at Taco Bell. Right, so. and that, and of course, uh, <laughs> what do you think about Arnold Schwarzenegger? I don't think anything about Arnold Schwarzenegger's yeah. marriage. I have zero thoughts about that. Um, here's uh, Kevin. Kevin, you're on Run a Fez. Hey, how you doing, uh that's Steve Ryan says. Um, the, the last caller, the caller kind of touched sort of on the Carl Jung collective unconscious. Is Carl Jung, is, is his theory still sort of respected, or are they kind of considered quackery? By, uh, well, I don't think anything about Jung is considered quackery. I mean, no. it's debated, you know. But the collective of unconscious, for me, this always blows me away. And to me, it always comes back to creativity. And that's why I love like working here, so many songwriters are the people that just fucking blow me away with the, I'm not exactly sure how I write these songs. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I sit there and every once in a while I just, and they all have different metaphors. Oh, it's like water dripping in. It's mm -hmm. like having a signal that you pick up. But very few songwriters that write really great stuff take any ownership over that yeah. in, in the terms of this is how I did that right it was me yeah it's very rarely they're normally uh, boy it just came in I don't know how it happens yeah. but it does you've interviewed enough people at this yeah. point to see that kind of pattern yeah and I always get it back in there just to see if yeah. someone goes no here's how you do it yeah it's mathematics uh, but the the ability of for creative people and then the weird thing is i mean 
you can only look at that as being creative. But just about everything in your life, I mean, just think you got your father. How many times you said the if if you were kind of at one with everything at the time, you said something that your kids that oh okay, and they were able to go to sleep like that's there are times that you can just yeah and start to talk like this and the right thing will come out yep. you know um the kaleidoscope thing that i just did with you i was fucking making up on the fly but that would have been better if i would have been able to do that than if you would have said you got three days come up with a metaphor what it's like being yep. in the universe trying to figure it out right i probably would have spent three days fucking playing video games and you know <laughs> making bad phone calls sure so if you open yourself up to stuff the answer is there yeah is that collective unconsciousness? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's collective or it's just how our brains work. But, um, you know, aren't you glad that no one's ever come in to uh, Ron Bennington interviews and said, well, yeah, here's how you make great songs. And they were right. Yeah, I would they love would it, though. I would love uh, it if that know. was the answer. If everybody, you know, then everybody just do it. Would that be okay? I, I, I don't know. I've had uh, a couple of people, when I talk to them about creativity... Uh, and between Ron Bennington interviews and Unmasked, I'm probably 250, 300 yeah. of people at, at a great level. You know, the comedians are always at a phenomenal level. I mean, out, out of the 50-some hours of stuff there, there's got to be, I don't know, seven, 800 years of fucking work at it. You know yeah. what I mean? Of, of, of collective joke writing. And I only could think of one or two people who went, no... It's this. Uh, and those seem to be the most disconnected. Like, maybe they're not even sure. But I will write <laughs> you down because I don't want it to come across as an insult. But here's somebody who who has no idea of what we were talking about, nor an interest in it. And I kind of found that even interesting. No, hey, this is all bigger than me. The only one who went, no, nah, it's just, you know, it's just craft. It's yeah. just work, uh, which was surprising. And yet, now that I've had time to look over it, yep. no, that's where craft comes from yep. for some people. Yeah, hard work. Um, teach me to be funny. You know, it's, it's not so easy to do. And yet people do get better at it if they work at it yep. longer. Yeah. Uh, you're not going to be, you know, George Carlin at the end of it, but you'll be funnier than when you start it. Um, here is uh, Graham. Graham, you're on my face. Hey, how's it going? I'm enjoying y'all's conversation today. Um, I was just calling to say that uh, I believe that energy is intelligent, and uh, since energy can't be created or destroyed, I think intelligence exists independently of life. But life is a way for intelligence to experience time. You know, everybody like wants it. to play that fucking stoner game. <laughs> yeah, um, I like but, it, though. Yeah. The, don't you think it all comes back to the metaphors? This is all we're ever looking for. The metaphors for something that's probably unexplainable. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's the mystery of it, is why is it so fucking unexplainable? Yeah. You know? After all this time... I mean, thousands and thousands of years, people have been looking for the answer, and we haven't even really formulated the question. Right. And, uh, you know, we haven't gotten anywhere with that, so it's just, it's unexplainable. Uh, That's something science won't fix, I don't think. Uh, last uh, Sunday, Dr. Uh, Brian Weiss was on. He's the many lives, many masters. Have you ever seen him before? Yeah. 
uh, well, I picked up the, it's about past life regression work. Okay. And um, the weirdness is a lot of people are cocksure they've had past life yep. stuff. I'm 100% sure of. But to me, in, in talking about it, I think it's... I think it's a lot less than any singular life, but because we're talking about these shared atoms, perhaps there's a way to pick up memory, maybe to all the lives, sure. you know, um, and that would take us back that there's no separation, yeah. that the separation is just for this. Well, we have no clue how memories are formed, stored, or brought forth, so, you know, you can, th that theory is as good as any other. In my all the theories are good. Yeah. All the theories are good because they're dog shit. They're just, <laughs> they're just dog that. shit. Um, here's uh, John. John in Tampa. You're on running Fez. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I was just wondering if, uh, from your standpoint, I mean, does, does religion have any basis in science now? I mean, is there any... Uh, can you... Can you be a, a scientific-minded person and still believe in the in the in the existence of God and and creation? I have no problem with it. I mean, I feel like I've got a scientific mind, and I also there's I have a religious life too, and uh, um, I. I I, n I never have had a problem separating the two. I mean, it, it causes me some issues when they start bumping up against each other. And you start asking me pointed questions about, well, what about this and what about that? But in general, uh, you know, there is a, the only, I mean, the scientific basis is in the beginning, the, the world was formless and void. That is true. Now, beyond that, uh, I don't think that you can have any scientific basis to religion because it's a, it's a faith thing. And there isn't going to be any evidence that science is going to be able to pick up that God exists other than the roadblocks that he's put in our way, like Heisenberg's uncertainty principle and the speed of light and those kinds of things. You know, um, there's there you will never find any evidence evidence and anyone that thinks irrefutable scientific evidence of the existence of god i think is just going to be wrong because it's the game is designed so that's not possible well again it goes back to what you're calling god because i can show you evidence of god by you know taking you to the grand canyon or yeah, you know right, so many other right. places i mean for me the difference is religions and spiritual i can give i can feel spiritually in all looking at the hubble telescope pictures yep it doesn't exactly go back and prove the old testament right but i don't, I don't know why you need to uh, i i don't even relate to the people who need, seem to have this feeling like i need this organized thing where we all do it Let's go to a fucking Van Morrison concert together and we'll yell radio at the same mm -hmm. time and you're going to get that feeling that you're mm -hmm. looking for. Mm -hmm. uh, skip the rest of it. Go to the gospel part of the mask. You know, uh, anyone who goes, well, the church, church gave us gospel music. I don't know what more you want from anyone. So that exists for you. I don't know about the... I don't know about proving a book to be 100% true, why it's so important to people. So, yeah, you know that's not important to me. Your importance is being connected to other people in some kind of shared thing. Yeah, I was going to call it a shared illusion, but why should I? <laughs> it's a thing. <laughs> yes, but you know, I it, religiously, I will say John Lennon's line of "Whatever gets you through the night." Yeah. I got no problem. Yeah, I got no problem at all for anybody who 
needs to pray to whatever they need. Hey, it's a little after one o'clock. You got a plane to catch. Yeah. Yes, I do. It was great to have you stop it was by, great buddy. To be here. It's uh, great to see you guys, Doctor Steve. Uh, your show changes now. Yep. on the weekends going to. 10 o'clock on Saturdays, which means we're going to have to actually work a little bit on the shows to you make it a little to. more entertaining. Yeah, we got to. All right. Uh, Dr. Steve, great seeing you. We're going to take Thank a break. You, right back. Run fest. That's the uh, ring music for one of the all-time great WWE stars. Back then, I guess it was WWF. Randy Savage, the macho man, uh, died uh, this morning in Tampa, Florida. Uh, Apparently lost control of his uh, car after suffering a heart attack while uh, driving. Uh, and hit a tree. So Randy Savage, one of the all-time greats, uh, gone. Uh, Fez, one of the few of these kind of legendary 80s guys that not be in the Hall of Fame, right? Right, yeah. There's some kind of falling out. Yeah, he just really never got welcomed back. I don't know what the exact problem was, but he he never got welcomed back to the WWE. And, you know, should have been in the Hall of Fame, obviously, years and years ago. Randy was a buddy of ours because we all lived in the same kind of neighborhood in Florida. And when he would come in and do our show he would be always dressed as the macho man i mean he took uh the kayfabe thing very very seriously and um it was very funny when he would come over to my comedy club um he would sometimes call up look i just want to sit in the back i don't want anybody to know what's going on brother and just you know i want a night of peace just a nice relaxation i don't want to sign anything just you know i'm gonna bring my wife over so we would come over with elizabeth and he would all be dressed up with the thing around his head and the sunglasses but he just wanted to chill you can't you know you couldn't do both but uh one of my great memories of her is he he used to be like wait a minute who's she talking to like all the time so in the it was a you know a club if would she would have go up and go to the bathroom randy would walk there and then stand outside the door it suddenly became like uh, no one else was coming into the bathroom male or female you have a f- one easy moment with her <laughs> no. no 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 uh not at all uh, but he was uh, a real character. I don't know whether a lot of people know this. Great baseball player. Great baseball player. Played, I think, up into the uh, minor leagues uh, behind the plate uh, as a catcher. Um, 
had the stick, had everything together. His dad uh, was like a real physical fitness uh, guy. I think his dad was in the Guinness Book of World Records. Yeah, set the uh, consecutive sit-ups. What, what was his dad's name? Angelo Poffo. Angelo Poffo. Also and, a wrestler. And uh, his brother, uh, Lanny Poffo. But um, just, uh, ah, it's a sad one. It's a sad one. Those 80s guys that did the WWF when it really blew up as kids stuff, you know, when it was the, oh, we're selling you know, merchandising or doing this and that. All those guys were so big of their life. It's so much like glam metal. Now, in hindsight, I don't know why it wasn't put together more, but so many of them have died young. Uh, in this case, um, heart attack while he was driving. Um, but we've lost so many of those guys. So one after another, every few weeks, it seems, well, another guy goes. And no offense to anyone else, but, you know... I mean, this is right up at the top of the pyramid. Yeah. I mean, Super it was powerful. Randy and fucking and and Hogan were the were the two guys. Obviously, Hogan was the number one guy pulling that league, but I don't think that you could have said anybody was bigger than Randy after that. No, gigantic! It was totally. Cr it's, this is crazy to have this happen. Um, eight six six Ron zero Fez eight six six Ron zero Fez. Uh, Tom, you're on the run of show. Yeah, Ronnie. I think he got up with uh, Cincinnati for a little while. I don't know whether he ever made it to the show, but I, I, I know he did. His names. I, I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Cincinnati. I think that, you know, he would have. there would have been some kind of uh, push on that if he would have made it that far. <laughs> I think that Vince would have used that to his... It was an advantage. Yeah, it looks like he was minor leaguer for the Cardinals and the Reds. Um, yeah, all minor, right? Yeah. Uh, Tyson, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hi, what's going on, fellas? Yeah. Um, yeah, Ron, uh, pretty much you're a brilliant man. I was going to ask you uh, if you had any ideas or recommendations for books. I'm not a big reader, but I like that tripped out, not science fiction, but more like uh, Stephen Hawking, Michio Kaku type weird shit well, that you learn shit from. Well, I mean, first of all, a lot of that stuff that we're just we're just bullshitting about, but right. all the people that you just mentioned write books. Just go to the the science uh, section of any, you know, Kaku was in here not too long ago, and his book, which is not really about physics, but, you know, possible inventions is... Uh, that's lined up as crazy as any of these science fiction books. Um, Albert Brooks has just written that twenty thirty book. Um, here is uh, Nick. Nick, you're on first. Hey, Ron. Um, I was just listening to Six Ten in Philly, and one of the uh, radio hosts on the sports show knew uh, Randy Savage's minor league roommate with the Brewers, and they said when he was a catcher. He was so nuts. He would get so mad if a guy tried to steal on him that instead of throwing the guy out at second, he would actually gun for the guy's head and try and peg him while he's stealing the base. You know, um, I don't doubt it. We uh, did a thing with him. We did something on TV, and we did something with little kids. So I, uh, 
the bit was like me and Randy were doing something and we were around these like little five-year-old kids. So then when Randy left, I told the kids that I could beat him up. That was the sketch. So I go, all right, then when you come back, you just give me a whack and that'll be the end of the sketch. And it's real funny. So he gives me this slap. And I remember it was like on the left arm. And I'm like, you know, and then the director's like, oh, that's great. Cut. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that was great. But why this is happening, my whole left arm is numb. Oh, no. But I uh, but I wouldn't fucking sell it. I was just acting like, okay, that's good. What are we doing next? But part of me was thinking, holy shit, I hope I can move my arm again. And maybe if I get the opportunity, I'm going to throw up real fast. That's the thing that people don't realize about those wrestlers. They're like, just because it's like predetermined doesn't mean that those guys aren't hurting the shit out of each other. They're still taking bumps. That's yeah, but, crazy. you know, bumps is one thing because you're like, you you have some control. But when you're slapping the <laughs> stuff with the chest and all, that fucking stuff hurts like hell. Mike, you're on the Run of Face show. Hey, Ronnie. Terrible news, but the silver lining. Macho Man is now dropping flying elbows on the Rapture. The world is safe. The Rapture is off. Um... Randy Savage, one of the all-time greats, uh, gone. I don't know why, Fezzi, so many of those guys uh, live in that uh, area, but they all live down in the Tampa Bay area. Here's Holly in that area. How are you? Oh, I'm sad. I'm so am I, darling. It really oh, is. And you know what? My chiropractor, he lives in the same condo as him and the floor above him. And one day I was there getting adjusted and Randy called because they were meeting to go skeet shooting and I got to talk to him on the phone. But um, he always used to tell me stories. And one day he was telling me how his daughter, how Randy loved his daughter and they were like best friends. And one day she came over and said, can I take you to school for show and tell? And he says, yeah, so she got to take him to school for show and tell when he went to the class and was in, hanging out with all the kids and everything. And I just thought that was really cool. Were the kids just going crazy? Were they just loving it? Yeah, he said it was awesome. And like, even the teacher was like, wow, you brought Macho Man Randy Savage to school for show and tell, you know? <laughs> so I'm really, hard, I'm really sad right now. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why so many of those guys live down in that area, Hogan... Used to always live down there. Just about across the board they did. So it seems so far away from Connecticut. I guess if you're going to be on, um, you know, airplanes, you might as well get off at a warm spot. Didn't they used to, yeah. like, they used to shoot like a bunch of show, house shows like in a row down there? But and they would do that all over. They would do the, the house show things. They used to do sometimes like a month's worth Jesus. in one building. And they would just act like, and like they would, it was basically like 15,000 people would be stuck at a TV taping. It would go on all night. It was a nightmare. Well, I never got to meet him, but I did get to talk to him on the phone, and I thought that was pretty cool, and he seemed like a really nice guy. Yeah, he was a sweetheart. He was. All right, thanks, Holly. Bye. Thanks. Bye. I know you got to keep the suntan up, so maybe that has to do with it. Yeah, it's, um... What I feel bad now is, you know, of course, now he will go into the Hall of Fame. That makes you feel bad? Well, no, just that they didn't do it while he was still here. Whatever happened couldn't have been that bad. You never heard the rumor? No, I knew there was tension, but I never heard the what the actual story was. What? Everybody knows that. I thought you were a... I thought you were a uh, 
um, a, a wrestling sheet guy. Didn't you? Yeah. Wouldn't you always read the dirt sheets? Yeah, I haven't. I haven't gone to the dirt sheets uh, in a long, long time. Well, this this has been around. I mean, you know the story, right? It's, oh yeah, I know it. Yeah, it's it's a bad one. Um. Here's uh, Kyle Boston. You're on fest. Hey, what's going on, guys? Wrestlers, all the wrestlers live down in that Tampa Bay area in Florida because it's the easiest place to get OxyContin. You think that's it, really? Yeah, it comes right out of Miami. I know a lot of uh, those guys because of the eternal pain that they're in. I need some kind of help there. Uh, Anthony, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, fellas. Uh, a few years back, uh, we lived in the same apartment building as this wrestler. His name was Orlando or something. He was in WCW. He was like a giant black guy. And he gave one of my roommates uh, like a chop to the chest. And he had a handprint on his chest for like a week. He said it was like getting hit by an oar. Yeah, those guys really smacked the shit out of each other. Uh, total respect. Uh, Bill, you're on Run of Fez. Hey, guys. Um, I, uh, many of the wrestlers and some of the athletes who uh, don't have a home hometown, like, uh, for example, Tiger Woods even, they live in Florida because of the lack of state income tax. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I thought maybe it was because a lot of so many of them train there, like at uh, Malenko's or with Hiro Matsuda, that they just went there for the training, liked it, and stayed. Yeah, but what took those original guys down there? You know, what I mean, why did those oh. schools ever open up there? Yeah, you know, Dusty was always down there. There's some connection they have because they're never on the Miami side. Oh no! You know, uh, there's some really? of them in Orlando. Yeah, they just stay on the Tampa. They, they are on the Tampa side. Some Orlando guys, even a couple of Daytona guys, but when down in Miami, you never run into them. That's weird. And like Jericho and Christian, that house is like right next door to each other. All right, so that was always the rumor out there. Oh, I never knew that. Really? Yeah. Oh man, but everyone knew that. Yeah, I thought that was pretty well known across the board too. Now, whether it's true or not, I don't know. But that's the yeah, that's what the thing has been. Circling. That's what people will swear to you is true. <laughs> uh, that's a real legend going too. I mean, I mean, we're talking about it on a personal level, but you know, Randy Savage was a gigantic part of popular culture in this country. Um, Even going forward with those Slim Jim commercials, he was huge. And oh yeah, that's just you know, that's just an aside, really, to the career that he had. It was crazy. Um, An innovator in the ring, one of the first big guys to you know go off the top rope like that. What do you mean by that? Fizz? they weren't jumping off the top rope before. It him? was usually the smaller guys that would high fly like he did. Mm-hmm. You know, and then he was one of the bigger guy, bigger built guys. Never yeah. saw him have a. Moments hesitation about oh. going up high. Never. He wanted it. He was. I mean, he great. was a uh, in the world of that uh, a phenomenal entertainer. Uh, most people will say greatest WrestleMania match will ever was him and the Dragon. I think in, in WrestleMania number three. But uh, we, you know, we have done so many uh, gigs with those guys and been down. To watch them at that level was, you know, quite frankly, on a night-after-night basis, 
it's almost frightening what those guys will put themselves through. It almost at the, uh, gets to a point where you're like, dude, I hope, uh, I hope you fucking realize what you're doing to yourself. Between that and the travel and the moving, it's, um, it's crazy. Uh, Kevin, you're on the Run and Fez show. Yeah, hey, um, Fezzy, I love hearing you talking about um, wrestling. You seem to get excited about it. It's uh, great to hear. And I want to know if you've ever met Randy and if you have any personal stories about him. Um, yeah, yeah, we met Randy several times. Uh, knew the guy. Uh, I think one of my favorite things on the air with him was he was supposed to, when he was the Macho King, he was supposed to fight Dusty Rhodes in Tampa. Dusty had some legal problems and wasn't allowed back in the state or he'd get arrested. So mm-hmm. I got to do the gimmick with him on the air that I had just received a fax from the corporate office. Because Randy, we announced that Dusty wasn't going to be there. Randy was like, oh, he's chicken, blah, blah, blah. I got to announce that, oh, yes, Randy Savage, you will have a match in Tampa. And you will be facing none other than Rowdy Roddy Piper. And he did the big freak out of, you know, no way, that shouldn't be happening. He should win by forfeit. It was great. Did you have recordings of that? Oh, I don't think so. Oh, I'd love to hear that. The uh, the, the the odd shit is like down there. We were like the first uh, morning show that didn't think it was so important to say, is this fake? Where we would just jump into angles with them and just have fucking fun with it. So, because like before that, you know, they always had to fucking protect the kayfabe. And like... You know, what do we give a shit? We fucking, we already had loved it. That's awesome. Uh, so after, and I, I think Randy was the first, right? So after that, uh-huh. the, uh, the WWF used to put everybody through there. And the guy who ran the school was, uh, Palvars. Um, the brothers. Uh, Jack and Jerry. Briscoe. Uh, Jerry Briscoe, uh, used to bring everybody, uh, through. So this was like, you know, late 80s when this, thing was like you know they would sell these gigantic places and we would have a fucking blast with them and then they started invite us in to do stuff uh randy's brother uh lanny poffo trained us a little bit actually put fez through did he he actually scripted the whole thing with you right oh yeah yeah so uh they were fucking great guys um here's uh tim tim you're on the right fez show Ronnie, you know, a really sad day in the community. I've, I've been wrestling for 12 years, and Randy obviously was one of my influences growing up. I'm 35 years old right now. Um, there was one time when uh, he was on a show. I was trained by Johnny Rods, and he was on a show that we did. He just did an appearance, and in the morning, we all went out to eat, and the one thing I remember was he got coffee, and the waitress came over, and she was pouring, pouring his milk, and in classic Randy Savage, um, with his fingers, he just gave like a like a gun sign for her to stop pouring the milk. Yeah. And <laughs> he was a really, really funny guy. He, he, he was hilarious, Ronnie. Yeah. And, I, and I'm sure I'm sure you'd agree with me that like you loved the business secretly. Because a lot of what you guys do and the lingo that you use, I hear it, and it's and it's just it, it, it's the wrestling business. And, well, I, I've and, yeah. Well, here's the weird thing is because when you know my 
grandparents when I were a kid were in the carny business and the carny business and the wrestling business would use the exact same phraseology all the time so then when I uh, was a kid seeing the wrestling business I thought it was fucking hysterical and uh, and, and a guy like Randy the, the thing is is like he was always in on the joke like he always got it but he always felt like he needed to keep that up for people too you know Johnny Ross would, would, would uh, speak Carney to me sometimes, and then I would, I would try to match it, but I would end up sounding like, like J.J. Right. <laughs> yeah, it does fall into that. He's a, she's a, he's a. Right. My grandmother talked that constantly, and always in front of people, you know, like, so that, you know, they would never fucking know that we were with it. And it was like, Jesus, this is, I feel like fucking half a gypsy here. That's awesome. That's great. Um, yeah. I called it a while back, and I told you about the WWE superstars with the new video game and the and the commercial that he did. Did you ever see that? No. Yeah, he did a commercial. He did a commercial this year for WWE uh, superstars video game. Check that out on on YouTube if you can. Maybe Pepper can pull it up. But it was just classic Randy Savage, and he just cut a promo, white hair and all, white beard, and it was just great. And the one. my friend take care take care brother uh, 866 Ron Zero Fez 866 Ron Zero Fez here's Chuck in Chicago you're in my face oh yeah gentlemen everyone's gonna have to stop off on the way home from work at a gas station and step into a Slim Jim in memoriam step into a Slim Jim yeah oh yeah um my chick just contacted me. He said my uh, pop called her over the house to say that he was sorry about it. I forgot that uh, we had done some ball game stuff with uh, him. Oh, wow. um, but you know, he was—he was a really fucking good dude. He was really good uh, with my kids too when he used to come by. He was real. Kids were crazy about him. I he was him. like a cartoon figure for kids. He's sick. He had a crazy get-out. I love his clothes. It's everything. It was, Chris, now, it was amazing to watch him fucking cut promos and just wrestle and shit. It was awesome. And then he'd always reinvent that where when he went like from the Macho King with the robes and everything to the cowboy hat look and the streamers on the jacket. Well, there was a thing one day we were on the uh, show and I forgot what it was but I told Fez... I think, like, stop using the name Fez. Why don't you use your real name, Timmy? Right? <laughs> so we were doing this thing, and uh, and and Fez was like, yeah, you're right, Timmy. Why not just go back to Timmy? That's my real name. So we did this thing, and we were doing it. So later, uh, Savage comes in, and he's doing the show with us, and he goes, Timmy said the most amazing thing. And I started fucking laughing, because I'm like, in his business... <laughs> It does make sense to go, okay, now I'm someone yeah. else yeah. completely, you know? So he had no problem. Timmy, you're crossing the line with me, brother. Timmy, I've had it with you. Like, that was, and that no second, right? Fez never existed before. Um, That's wow. so sweet. Jay left a message to Joe. Oh. My Jane, you know uh -huh. what she said? No. That was her real life superhero. Oh, wow. Before she knew what Fez really was. 
Um, let's go over here to uh, person with no name. You're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, Ron. It's Tom in uh, Clearwater. Hey, um, my dad was my dad used to be a cop down in Treasure Island, and he used to pull over Macho Man on his motorcycle all the time, and uh, would always let him go. And um, I actually saw him one day, and I talked to him about it. He's like, "Oh yeah, 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 that was me, brother. That was me." He was always a nice guy. And when I grad, I went to Clearwater High, and when I graduated there, he uh, he came there. And, I mean, everybody just loved him. We were, you know, this was like eight years ago, but everybody still remembered him and knew who he was. And he was a great guy, man. And he, you know, he does, or he did a lot of voiceover work for cartoons and stuff. So I think that's what kept him popular too. Uh, dude, he kind of was a cartoon. You know, he was really a a comic book guy. Uh, Randy, you're a man of Fez. Hey, uh, yeah, I grew up in southeast Missouri, and when uh, Macho Man was wrestling out of Memphis, they came up to my hometown there, and, you know, they were, after the matches, they were all out there signing autographs, and a real nice guy, and this one punk kept just on and on about how fake wrestling was, and you just would not let up, and Macho Man just reached over, slammed his head on the hood of a car, said, does it feel fake now? Turn around, just started signing autographs again, like it wasn't nothing. Yeah, I never know whether and, those stories are true. And, and, <laughs> and it, it is, and, mm-hmm. and their their skin's like leather when you talk to them. So I mean, it's it's I guess from being slapped all the time, how thick their skin is. It's kind of odd to be around them. He did a move. I think it was with Lawler in Tennessee, years and years before ECW. And years before he even went to the Fed, where he pile drove Lawler through a table. I think it was the first time I ever saw a table break in wrestling. I'm trying to go back and think. Who was the first thing, person I ever saw break? So you're saying that he invented the breaking a table? Let's go through a table, yeah. Mm. I can't think of the first person I've ever seen do it. I mean, I had seen, you know, chair shots, obviously, but I had never seen anyone go through a table before. Hmm, that's weird. None of those old Texas guys ever used to do that? Not that I remember. Not before that, anyway. And that was before he went to the fed. I think it might have been that piece of video that got him in with Vince. Is that right? When he when he got in with Vince, he he popped right away, right? Because I don't remember. I mean, the Macho Man is such a ridiculous <laughs> that fucking disco name, and then Randy Man, Macho Man Randy Savage. It's so fucking stupid and cheesy. But as soon as he got there, my way of thinking is that he popped. Yeah, they did the gimmick with who was going to basically get him in a draft. What manager? What year were we talking? So that's got to be i want to say 85 86 and uh so you know heenan everybody was like i'm going to sign the macho man i think we even had like blassie yeah. still then and albano mm-hmm. and that's when they introduced he's picked a manager we're going to find out tonight it's elizabeth sexy now they're both gone yeah now they're both gone the king and queen of wrestling done Oh. It's the saddest when you think it about really it. It really is. It's the saddest that. thing. I'm Thinking back to that SummerSlam wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Um, here's uh, Richard. You're on Run a Fez show. Mahabone, my brother. Yeah. 
Hey, Fezzy, didn't you have a work one time with Randy that kind of spilled over into a live gig with Ron and Ron? No, one time he, uh, Randy came and refereed a boxing match, uh, but we never did any, uh, other than the, the one fucking slap thing that he gave me, I don't ever remember doing, I mean, I, I, I the thing I remember, though, he came out, it was like early in the morning. We got like 10,000 people there. And I used to do this gimmick where no woman could beat a man. And I would have this skinny fucking producer of ours, Billy the Phone Freak, box any and all comers. Never, and we'd meet these broad, some of the professional writers, fighters, uh, you know, they were athletes. And he would get in the ring and every time would beat them because a woman couldn't beat a fucking man. Well, the problem was he kept getting better. He was training. He started fucking getting too good. He's fucking peppering them and moving. And so him and his girl get out of it. The fucking, the fucking leather's flying. He hits this fucking broad. She hits the fucking canvas and she's out. Now we got 10,000 fucking drunks. It's 7.30 in the morning. Christ. You know, first everybody's going crazy. Then it's down to quiet. Uh. And Savage is like looking down there and he keeps coming over. I don't know, brother. It just doesn't look good. I'm going to shut the fuck up. I don't like it, man. I don't even think she's breathing. I don't know, man. This is not good. And I'm like, here's my fucking career. You know, my fucking money isn't top. And why am I doing this stupid fucking shit? I don't, I don't like this at all. She's gone, bro. She's moved over. She's in another plane of existence. Please stop it. You don't need that. that yeah, point. I was fucking scared shitless. On, he is a <laughs> he's a fucking character. Uh, Brian, you're on a fez. Is this Ron? Yes, it is. Ron, I'm uh, I'm calling from uh, Canada. I used to watch the Macho Man and his brother Leapin' Lanny wrestle out of. Uh, this little jerkwater wrestling organization in Moncton, uh, and and he was the same guy in like 1977. His shtick only ever like changed just a little bit. He was the same guy as was a bone saw in Spider-Man, and I mean he just uh, so many wrestlers have to change their shtick over and over and over again and keep reinventing the wheel. But he just hit on something that I think it probably because it was pretty close to who he was. And his uh, he, his shtick never really changed much. He was the same. He was the same guy. And yet, at the same time, and I, I promise you this, he always got. He always knew that it was nutty. Like <laughs> there would be part of him doing the fucking stuff, but then laughing about it. You know, that's great. And then he would be doing it. Make sure that's how you get over on everything, too, bro. I just wish everything. I know this business blows. You know, he would always have these like little things about radio. You're over because you stay over because you get it. You know what it is. Yeah, it's done. You know, that would be like a serious thing. You know? <laughs> so, you know, he'd be calling. We ought to do that thing. You know, make it happen. The next thing you know, we take it up in one more. But, you know, he would, yeah. he'd be like quieter than that, but it would still be the same weirdness. You're over now and you're going to stay over. Nothing's going to happen to you. This is it. It's the twin things, you and Ron, together, own this whole thing. And it was fucking just the funniest, sweetest fucking guy. And Elizabeth was the shyest, most gorgeous, hottest, um, you know, person that you would meet. I mean, she was 
just that 80s girl next door. Mm -hmm. Incredibly sweet and would blush. And w None of it was easy for her. Yeah. None of the she's that being shy. out in, yeah. in public was easy for her. But they knew that they had that chemistry and that people um, uh, dug them. Uh, Craig, Oregon, you're in front of Fez. Hey, what's going on, buddy? Yeah. I just want to say, Ronnie, like, growing up and even now, I, I can't stand wrestling. But, you know, I'm 37, and growing up back then, like, he was so over the top. You just had to love the guy. I mean, he just, he had that, uh, I don't know, that appeal. That he was so uh, charismatic that he would just draw people in. So, you know, it, it's a shame. It really is that, you know, there's not future generations that get to enjoy some of what he brought to wrestling and even the commercials and cartoons that he said. This is uh, why we're doing this. We're showing their wedding reception, and as they opened up one of their presents, a snake came out of it, ruining the entire reception. And they had cut the cake together. Everybody was enjoying themselves. Now all hell is breaking loose. And <laughs> and nailed it with the fucking urn. And now change the snakes with the shove the fucking snake, Elizabeth. It's face. wrong because that's supposed to be a day that's about marriage and you put everything else behind you. Now Psycho Sid came out. What the fuck? I forgot about Psycho Sid. Look how thin the snake was in those days. Yeah. Flipping tables. Uh, um, remember when he took the cobra bite in the ring? Yeah, I remember that. Oh. Who was that, Randy? Randy. They had him tied up in I the remember. ropes. And Jake the Snake brought out a cobra this time instead of Damien or whatever. Right. Here it is. Here's the shot. Yeah. And bites right into his arm. Oh, I remember watching this when I was a kid. Hard way. Yeah, that's brain. the hard way. But what do they do? They defang it? They devenom it. Yeah, they like take out its venom glands but or you, something. But you think that there are teeth going into them? Yeah. Yeah, they blood, yeah there's blood coming. There's blood there. That's crazy shit, man. It's awesome. That is crazy shit. And to trust that someone has done a good enough job depoisoning this thing. Those guys, I mean, seriously, whatever you fucking want to say about them, um... They always put their bodies on the line for, for the audience. They always did. Um, let's go over to Dave Memphis. We're talking about uh, the macho man. Randy Savage passed away today in Florida, a heart attack while he was driving a car. Yeah, uh, over 20 years ago uh, in Memphis, I uh, used to work out at the same gym he worked out. And one day I was coming in to work out, and uh, I opened the door just as he was coming out, and, of course, he filled the he filled the door frame and I just I looked up and went, Hey Randy and he's you know, he gave me that he was looking around, his nostrils flared like a bull, getting ready to stampede, you know, he just gave me the Hey brother and then, you know, brushed on by and I walked in, the whole gym was a buzz with Oh my gosh, Randy Savage was just here. It was like it was like Elvis had walked in the place. It was great. Yeah, and that was never easy for him either because, you know, he traveled, he needed to work out every day, and then wherever he went, people wanted to talk mobbed, to him. Right? But he had to uh, work out to keep this whole thing going. And then for whatever reason, like, he thought, hey, if people see me, they need to see the, the macho, macho man. man. So I'm going to put my shit on when I go down and leave the house. <laughs> give him a show. Um, Joe, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, um... Now that Macho Man is dead, I just want to know if Fez is going to start finding Slim Jims randomly on the streets. I wouldn't hey, mind it if I did. Man, by the way, this news is everywhere. Yeah, it's Every website is blown the fuck up. Um, 
And mainly because I think he meant so much to so many people's uh, childhoods. Yeah. You know? Um, people running blogs and people who starred this, you know, basically rising there or whatever. I think all in that in that age range, I think, where fucking yeah. Macho Man was... WWE, WWF was blowing up and the Macho Man was the fucking Macho Man, one of the top guys. Right. And so, yeah, they're all going to report it. Uh, Mike, you're on my face. Hey, how are you guys? How are you doing? Good. Uh, Mucho Macho Man is running in the Preakness tomorrow. Is this a sign? Yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, it's it's get it sign. and lock it in. <laughs> lock this fucking lock it, it in. Mortgage. He's going to, seriously, he's going to have the fucking Randy. He's going to be on his back. Yeah. It's, Randy Ghost is going to be on his back. It's the Macho Ghost. All fucking in. <laughs> uh, hey, Fred, you're on a Fez. I gotta say, my grandmother, uh, you know, she died in 2004, and I, I thought of her, uh, actually, the day she died, the oddest thing. She used to watch fucking Gorgeous George. She gave up wrestling for 30 years, and when I was a little boy, probably 10 years old, her and I would talk about the continuing adventures of the Macho Man and Elizabeth, and she couldn't believe how he treated her like such a piece of shit. And she was so sucked into the fucking storyline. It was unbelievable. And, th I mean, that's just interesting to show uh, kind of how he was able to kind of cross and connect with all these different worlds. I mean, he, he was so over with my grandma's being a scumbag. Grandmothers were always crazy about wrestling. I had a great-grandmother that I used to have to get wrestling magazines for. Yeah. My grandmother uh, loved it. And it was always the same thing of, like, they were completely into the kayfabe. And they're like, I don't even see how this can be on television. He is just <laughs> Awful, and 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 they she would always say this too. They're not going to be satisfied till someone gets killed, and it's not right. And and I'd be like, yeah, I know. Well, here's your magazines, you know. <laughs> and she'd be going like this. Look, I think a one at a time is fine, mm. but when they all start to come out of there together, then they ought to call the police. And at that point, the police should be called. They don't care what they do. All right, thanks for these. <laughs> and I just, she would be like, she'd be so excited to get her magazines from me. Cool. Because um, I guess it's like a soap opera for them. It's like a cartoon to little kids. It's like a soap opera to older people. And it's why, you know, when everyone gets mad at Vince, uh, because they want it to be uniquely one thing, he's got to be a lot of things to a lot of people. Was this when he turned? Yeah. Macho Man. Oh, no. Macho Man, Scary Sherry. Oh, Scary Sherry was no good for him at all. No good for him at all. Miss um, Hogan and Macho. She wants to be called Queen Sherry. There's Tiny Zeus Lister. <laughs> that was great when he was in there for a couple of months. Well, that's when they did the movie. Love it. No holds barred. Rip him. Remember, you used to make the right rip, there. Rip look how you make the rip thing. Remember how many shit jokes was this? That movie was so crazy. In it's like fucking Hulk Hogan propaganda. His character of Rip was basically just Hulk Hogan, right. but he was made to be like the most the ideal fucking man in human being. He wore blue instead of yellow. Was the only difference. Love it. Love that fucking movie. And he had a brother. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Randy. For no apparent reason, he had a fucking brother. <laughs> he got fucked up by Zeus. That was like a fucking half of uh, like a health problem. <laughs> There was something oddly wrong with him. I don't remember what it was. Oh well, no! He tried to fight Zeus in yeah. Battle of the Tough Guys, and uh, Zeus fucked him up, put him in a wheelchair, got his neck wrenched. Love that fucking movie. Uh, hey Brian, you're on a fez. How you doing, buddies? Yeah. 
uh, was 12 years old, went to go see WrestleMania three at Nassau Coliseum long before there was uh, pay-per-view on the closed circuit on the big screen. And even as a 12-year-old, I just remember thinking the Macho Man Steamboat match was the most incredible match you could ever see then or up till now. Yeah, yeah. that one was in Detroit. There are. Yeah, but so was he lying about it? Was... No, no, it was on closed circuit. You'd watch it on the big screen before there was pay-per-view. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, for, I forgot about those closed uh, circuit things. Yeah. Um, talking about this, let's hit his music a little bit. Randy Savage. It's the fucking king. It's the man. macho man, the macho king. Savage, um, and just think about it—the Macho Man is the dumbest name. This has got to be the worst, stupidest song to come to the ring to. The graduation song, yeah. And yet, <laughs> he got over gigantic with Huge. it. Huge, yeah. Couldn't get enough of it. And they never even brought up that it was the graduation no. song. No, it's the King's music, baby. John, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, I was just wondering if anyone knew the financial uh, condition he was in before he died. Why is that? I don't know. You just wonder about these wrestlers. You know, you grow up watching them, and then you, you wonder, were they doing okay? Did they re retire well, or were they struggling? Or, you know, just, just out of curiosity. Yeah, I don't, I don't have anything to do with that. I mean, you're talking about the fact that the legacy that this guy made in popular culture... And sports entertainment is uh, right up at the peak. Right up at the peak. That if you look back at the 80s, uh, in terms of not just wrestling, but popular culture itself, you got to think of Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. And Elizabeth used to look at him the same exact way that Nancy Reagan looked at the President of the United States. They just, she couldn't believe all the wonderful things that he was saying. See, I would never trust this guy because he was after Elizabeth. George the Animal Steel. And he also liked that doll that he found to be huggable. Yeah. Huggable. The person that always hated uh, Randy Savage, Sam, from yeah. Special Delivery, despised him. Fucking hated him with a passion. Guess he's happy. I know he's happy now. He's probably throwing a fucking party. Um, people are always wanting us to play the stupid perfect friend thing. That's something he did later in life, right? When he was trying to get Hogan back in the ring with him. Yeah. And I don't think Hogan ever felt comfortable with him, if be totally honest. I mean, he's, he'll say he did now. Yeah. But I always thought that he was like... 
a little worried that fucking Randy would go hard way. Well, that was weird because they're the mega powers because they put them together because obviously the two yeah. big, you know, faces. But I remember there was um, a, even a weird thing back then. Yeah. Randy's. Uh, oh, they fucking had the wreckage video of his car. It's terrible. I doesn't don't even look, see that. Doesn't even look that bad though. Maybe it was more the heart attack than anything. Uh, what did Hogan have to say? Okay, let's see. Um, Hulk just went to his Twitter page wrote, I'm completely devastated. And, over, and after over 10 years of not talking with Randy, we finally started to talk and communicate. Ah, oh, that's so sad. He had, we had so much, he had so much life in his eyes and in his spirit. I just pray that he's happy and in a better place, and we miss him. Oh. We miss him a lot. I feel horrible about the 10 years of having no communication. This was a tough one. Life is fucking hard. You know what I mean? Shit. Now, here's the weird thing for, like I say, a Hogan. is like, whatever you think of Hogan or whatever you think of Randy, those guys got memories that, you know, that they could only go over to that other person and go, hey, remember this. <laughs> this crazy you know? shit. Fucking yeah. WrestleMania and it's all the madness of... When that just blew up. Because that was the first fucking wave of just wrestling becoming giant. Gigantic. It was and everywhere. It, it, before that, you know, it used to be... For, um, you know, guys smoking cigars in the middle yeah. of the night. The territories. The, yeah. Uh, but those guys brought it in where little kids were doing it and wearing the, uh, the shirts and picking up all the shit. And it's just whatever you think of it, whether it was good, bad, or indifferent, it's like disco. It existed <laughs> and it's there. And... That's why I tell Fez when he's like, well, they're babying this thing down. It was always supposed to be. Since the 80s on, it was supposed to be for the uh, little kids. Um, here's Mark. You're on my Fez. Hey, guys. I remember when uh, Macho Man was on with Ron, Ron, and Fez in uh, Tampa way back in the day. And it was always Radio Magic. When he came on and did a segment, it would just uh, pop all the time. You all know, would talk sports or current events or, or wrestling. And it oh, yeah, he would worked. just, you know, he would just come in and hang out the way Dr. Steve did today. You know, <laughs> yeah. so the first couple of times he would just, you know, come in because there was something to promote. But once that he, he felt like safe with us, then he would just swing by. And so would Heenan and all those kind of people. And that's when they weren't, you know, they never had done stuff. Uh, outside of the WWF thing. So Heenan would come in and he'd be like, uh, I ought to be doing like a sports show or something. He goes, and then he had had an idea of doing a show with him and his wife, and they would basically just be like doing talk radio together, where he would be, and th they were all really talented guys. I mean, I'm not even kidding when I say that. Um, so many of those guys had just an amazing amount of talent, as far as being entertainers. Uh, and Randy was, I mean, he got it. He got the. He got his own joke. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, Bill, you're on a fez. I was never a fan of wrestling, but from the, from the outside, I used to watch the respect that my uncles had because I was real, real young in the 80s. They all loved this man. And, and he just had an impact on my life, and I didn't even care about what he did. He just he had a respect about him that I had respect for. It's too bad he's gone. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, we'll take a break. Uh, right back, Run Fez Show.
virus. Ron and Fez. The Ron and Fez Show. If you didn't listen to today's Opie and Anthony show, here's what you missed. For those of you who didn't think I was gonna, I'm gonna win that physical fitness challenge. Can you do some push-ups right now? Girl push-ups on your knees. Lay down the on the floor. It's the freedom to fight. <laughs> <laughs> to the challenge of our rival. Listen to some count. What's your IQ? Fourteen. <laughs> Weekdays at 3 p.m. and 8 p.m. Eastern. Immediately following Ron and Fez. Hey. On the virus. Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Talking to the real players who are giving you an edge in fantasy baseball. We're here with Josh Johnson, Florida Marlins. You can sit there and say, I can win 60, I'm going to win 15 or whatever, but it's all about going there and doing it. 12 strikeouts with Josh Johnson, Evan Longoria. I try to improve upon those fantasy numbers every year. Longoria, go on. Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Real players. Somebody walks up to you and says, Matt Kemp, I got you on my fantasy baseball team. Talking fantasy baseball. The better I do, the better they do, so uh, I guess I got to step up my game a little bit. Matt Kemp with a home run. Sirius 210, XM 87. If you think of yourself as a technical person and want to pursue a career in technology, get started by calling ITT Technical Institute. At ITT Tech, you can develop knowledge and skills to pursue opportunities in a variety of career fields. Fields like electronics technology, information technology, and drafting and design. Call 800-554-2307. That's 800-554-2307. Thousands of graduates have launched new careers after attending the ITT Techs Nationwide. Classes in day or evening courses meet at convenient times and teach skills used in the workplace. Financial aid is available for those who qualify and career services are available for graduates. Make a technology degree program part of who you are. Call ITT Technical Institute for more information. Call right now. 800-554-2307. 800-554-2307. That's ITT Tech. 800-554-2307. Monthly payment calculation assumes 5% down at 7% APR over 30 years. If you're single like me and you don't think you'll ever be able to own your own house, I've got good news for you. With all the foreclosures happening now, you could actually buy a house for less than you pay in rent. If you want to learn how to get your free list of foreclosed homes, call CRN now. 1-800-331-0246. And here's even better news. CRN is offering a home rebate program that now lets you get up to $1,000 in cash for buying your dream home. Learn how to get your free list of foreclosures, like this four-bedroom, two-bath home, for just $34,000. Plus, right now, you can also get up to $1,000 in cash. But this is a limited-time offer, and these properties won't be around long. So call now to learn how to get your free list. 1-800-331-0246. That's 1-800-331-0246. 1-800-331-0246. Protection against web-based threats like malware and phishing has become a serious challenge for companies with distributed workforces. Barracuda Networks, the world leader in content security, application delivery, and data protection, with more than 130,000 customers worldwide, can help. Web Security Flex combines physical and virtual gateways with cloud services to protect both on-site and remote users from a single portal. Stop web threats. Visit barracuda.com slash flex to try Barracuda Web Security Flex free for 30 days. That's barracuda.com slash flex. The Ron and Fez Show. On the virus. 
Mad Dog is like the Beatles of comedy. Sure, we play the funniest stand-up clips, but we also crank out comedy special after comedy special. Hey, just this year alone, we've had specials with Seinfeld, George Lopez, Weird Al, Ron White, Foxworthy, Cable Guy, Kathleen Madigan, Tom Papa, Lonely Island, Reggie Watts, Russell Peters, Mrs. Hedberg, Comedy Draft, Aspen Comedy Festival, South Beach Comedy Festival. And that's all we can get to in 30 seconds. This week, it's Parks and Recreation's Aziz Ansari with Jim Norton. Tomorrow, 6 p.m. East, 3 West, on Raw Dog Comedy Uncensored, Sirius XM 99. Attention sleep apnea sufferers. This important announcement could change your life forever. If you have Medicare or private insurance, then you qualify to receive the CPAP replacement supplies you need absolutely free, plus free home delivery. Call I on My Sleep today. As a sleep apnea sufferer, you should know how important it is to replace your disposable CPAP parts on a regular basis to get the full benefit of your therapy and to avoid getting bacterial infection caused by unsanitary parts or red skin sores caused by over-tightening of your headgear. This is why insurance companies recommend you replace your mask, cushion, filter, and tubing every three to six months. Eye on My Sleep sends the supplies you need for free. Just call 800-875-8911 to get the full benefit of your therapy plus a good night's sleep. I called Eye on My Sleep, handled everything for me. In days, the replacement supplies arrived at my front door. It couldn't have been easier. Eye on My Sleep delivers your free CPAP supplies to your door. Shipping is free too. They work with your insurance company and handle the paperwork. Call 800-875-8911. Call now. 800-875-8911. Rates, policy forms, and availability vary by state. Why spend more than you have to on your life insurance? Our free service can save you a fortune on your life insurance in just one short phone call. I'm Byron Udell, founder of AccuQuote. At AccuQuote, we monitor hundreds of top-rated life insurance products to find you the lowest prices. For example, a healthy 40-year-old can protect his family with a half million dollars of 10-year level term for less than $21 a month. Rates for women are even lower. We even have term life policies that guarantee your money back even if you don't die. AccuQuote makes it easy to find the best values. Just call 800-913-2141. Since 1986, we've helped hundreds of thousands of people save a fortune on their life insurance. How much can you save? Just call AccuQuote at 800-913-2141. Call now for your free quote. 800-913-2141. That's 800-913-2141. It always feels like summer at Harrah's Resort Atlantic City. Right now, go to harrahsresort.com slash 100 and take advantage of a special rate so you can get away for less. Embrace the atmosphere of the pool at Harrah's, complete with cabanas, jacuzzis, and sparkling blue water. This relaxing oasis by day transforms into Atlantic City's premier party spot by night with the most incredible restaurants, games, shopping, drinks, dancing, spa treatments. Experience it all at Harrah's Resort Atlantic City. Go to harrahsresort.com slash 100 for a special getaway rate. Summer is calling. What are you waiting for? The Rod and Fez Show on the virus. When I get off of this mountain, you know where I want to go. Straight down the Mississippi River to the Gulf of Mexico. She sends me well, Bob Dylan recorded this on one of his albums. The, I don't know whether it was John Wesley Harding. It was a double album that I do know. Sure. Yeah. 
He did it with the band. The band. Yeah. So to the race back, I did go. Today's Levon Helm Day. I bet on one horse to win. Bet on another to show. The other in my favor. You know I had a five to one. I only hear out of one ear. So She sends me. Oh, okay. This was a room. He's only hearing one note. <laughs> Are you talking on the air? Patty's left ear.com. How to check in on what she's hearing. Jones on the box. She said, I can't take the way he sang. But I love to hear him talk. Now there's one thing in the whole wide world. I sure do love to see you. That's how that little sweet thing of mine puts a donut in my teeth. I'm going up on Cripple Creek. It's not a fair show. Leave on Helm Day. Stalker Patty stopped in. Uh, you said you just wanted to listen through one ear and just <laughs> hang out. Uh, during the break, Patty, our own Fez Watley got himself in a very sad state. Uh, you heard us talking about Randy, the Macho Man Savage. Yeah, I heard he died. I'm sure, uh, I guess you weren't that big of a fan of his. Oh, um, I don't know. I don't know much about him. <laughs> he was uh, uh, somebody that, w- that Fez and I knew. Uh, back in the 80s, 90s, early 90s, and uh, and then Fez just remembered that this was his dad's favorite wrestler. Oh. So that made it extra sad for him. So he's in a little bit of a sad spot right oh, now. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was... Um, my dad had met him at a backstage thing, and just uh, Randy was, like with everybody, just really sweet and kind to him. So my dad was just locked in from mm. then on. Mm. So... Uh, it's, yeah, it's just maybe they're backstage uh, now. Maybe backstage in heaven because he loved Elizabeth too. That's for sure. Who, Randy? Oh. My dad. Oh. You don't think the three of them are in heaven doing anything? Oh. I might think of this as a way for Fez just to get more sidewalk money from Beyond. No, you miss somebody. You know. Sure, you miss somebody. What are you gonna do? So you were on ONA today showing off your vagina? Well, <laughs> it never panned out. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> well, never panned out at all. No. All right. Uh, there are some people, Fezzy, wondering how you turned this into a, a thing about your dad, though. Oh, it's just, you know. One leads to the other. Yeah, I mean, when you hear about death of someone, you know, it's... You start thinking back. You don't bury one, you bury them all, right? Yeah. Yeah, it just... Um, yeah, it just... Uh, hearing about anyone you care about's death is going to remind you of someone else that you cared about's death. What does he mean, Patty? 
It just means that he misses the people that he knew. Mm. That's, you know, that's understandable. Do you get that way, too? Well, yeah, I get that way. Who do you miss, John Lennon? <laughs> yes. He was my favorite all-time performer, so... Do you miss George Harrison at all? Of course I do. He was part of my favorite band of all time. Do you miss Ringo Starr? No, he's still around. Yeah, but he's in England. So <laughs> you, mean, you miss him being over here in the States? <laughs> That's really getting to you, huh? Yeah, it really is. This, this is going to be a long weekend. Cause I, th- I, you know, cause I got my, you know, Macho Man three DVD set that I'm sure. Don't do it to yourself, Fez. Don't. Do you uh, think you really want to sit there and watch it and feel sad? Um, you know, I was thinking, you know, I would take a look at some of those matches. So yeah, maybe I'll just steer clear. Maybe that's the way to go. That doesn't seem like much of a tribute, does it, Patty? No, if you uh-uh. if you're uncomfortable looking at it, don't ignore him. He's know. dead. Ignore him. No, 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 just wait until a time when you can do it, and then watch it later on, you know, after some time. You know, that's all. You know, I thought earlier this week, Fez talked about being cursed. Here it is happening again, huh? Oh, I don't agree with that sort of concept, being cursed. That's ridiculous. Well, now you're calling Fez names. No, I'm just saying there's good and bad in everything in life, you know. <clears throat> what do you like, the good or the bad? I like the good. I don't I hate like the bad. The, and I, the bad. I don't like the bad, but you take it as you get it, you mm-hmm. know, and you handle it. That's Ouch. Uh, that's a slap in Fez's face. Yeah. Here's no. Ted, you're on running Fez. Hey, guys, what's up? Fezzy, I know about this whole death thing, because my dad just died last week, and so when I heard about Macho Man, I thought about it, and I made it about it myself, too. So it's all good, brother. It's all good. Yeah, I was just, you know, going through, in my head, just Macho Man memories, and my dad popped in there, because he was such a big fan of him. Huh. So, it just, it just, oh, it all really hurts. I mean, it's all really, really sad. Um, so, I, I, I don't know what more to say about that. But, you know, it's... Yeah, it, you don't get used to people dying, that's for sure. Well put, Fizzy. So, any of that's just gonna... And what I'm think, I guess, what also got me going was, um, from the time I knew Randy's brother, Lanny, and working with him, I just, oh God, I can't imagine the pain that poor guy's in today. I, I can't, I mean, because... I think you can imagine. It's just, I think there's one thing you like to do is put yourself in that spot. It was, I mean, it's obvious, but that guy was just so proud and loved his brother so much. Uh, here's Kenneth, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, this is uh, Kenneth. I was uh, wanting to say I'm sorry about uh, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. I was wondering if y'all let me honk my big truck horn 
in memory of him in honor. I think we should do that. I think everybody out there should honk their horn right now. I'm an over-the-road trucker. I've been listening to y'all for a little bit on this macho man Randy Savage. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. All right, but, go uh, ahead, Kenneth. Honk away. I, all right, hold on. There y'all go. Hey, and uh, y'all be good, and uh, appreciate y'all letting me call in, and sorry about the passing of Macho Man Randy Savage. I dedicate my truck run from Stockton, California, to uh, Atlanta, Georgia, to Macho Man Randy Savage. Well, that's uh, very uh, nice of you. Uh, now he's dedicated his run. Is there anything you like to dedicate to uh, Randy Savage? Hmm. Patty, is there anything you're willing to dedicate today? Dedicate? Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Because <laughs> is there anything you'd be willing to dedicate today? Um, I'm not sure what I could dedicate. I you, and Pat, you and Patty are both having problems coming up with something. Here's Dustin. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, I don't know why everybody's surprised. Fez is just doing what he always does, making everything about itself. Oh, that's not necessarily true. Is it Fez? No, I don't think so. I think it's, uh, you know, sad when someone that you really admired passes away. I, I, don't, I don't know where that's making it about yourself. And I just talked about the man's family. So... Yeah, I don't. I don't think I'm making it about myself. I was just putting out a memory. I just happened to have my dad in one of those. I don't think it was making it about ourselves to talk about any stories about Macho Man Randy Savage. Uh, Johnny, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron Fezzy, how's it going, boys? Good. Good. Listen, uh, Fezzy, you know what? Uh, what that uh, she was talking about taking the bad with the good. Uh-huh. You got to do that, buddy. I uh, I just lost a really good friend, you know, and uh, you know that's the bad part of it. But the good man, uh, I got to I got to be with him for about four years, you know, before he passed away. And uh, with your dad, man, you can't have that good without the bad, you know. So when things like this happen, you gotta you gotta just go forward and appreciate what they did for you when they're around, you know. Uh, Mark, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, Fezzy, you really need to look on the bright side. There should be a whole lot more people in your bereavement group now. Oh, jeez. What I do is remember the good times you had with the person and count, you know, dwell on that. You know, the positive things, you know, the memories, the good memories you had and uh, what you experienced. And well, you, then that, remember that. that. That's how you, you were happy. able to get, get through Ronald Reagan's <laughs> death. Too. What memories do you have of him? Ron Reagan? I yeah. was. Um, you mean the president? Yeah. <laughs> um, I wasn't really into him. I knew him. What about the salt talks? Wasn't that Reagan? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I was, I'm not really a political person. So <laughs> you don't vote. Oh, I do if I like the candidate, but I don't. I only learn about them about a month before when I look at what they what their platforms are and stuff. You know. What uh, t-shirt are you wearing today? Dr. Steve gave it to me. Would you de please dedicate that to Randy Savage? Okay, I dedicate my T-shirt to Randy Savage. Uh, here's Joe. Joe, you're on the Run of Fest show. Yes, I got something to dedicate to uh, Macho Man. This next bomb hit. Beautiful. There it goes. <laughs>
very nice of you. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I'm looking over on 202 Friends, and Dax says that Fez is really turning into Forrest Gump uh, because you are saying stuff like, that's all I got to say about that. I did notice that you did that a couple of times, like when you ran out of stuff to say very quickly, that you would say, that's all I got to say about that. What do you think, Patty? I loved Forrest Gump. It was a great movie. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Snowy, you're on the Ron Fez Show. Hey, love you, love the show. Um, I was never being me and my buddy, about the only people in the whole section of the Silverdome rooting for Macho Man against Ricky Steamboat in WrestleMania three. man. I just heard about Macho Man. It's a bummer to hear that, man. Thank you very much. Um, I think he Fez was, is pretty moved about it today. Yeah, I think he was one of those heels that just got so popular that they had to turn him good guy because people were just going to be cheering for him anyway. They wouldn't have been able to get their other uh, heroes over against him. Kind of like The Undertaker. You agree, Patty? Uh, I don't know enough about the subject. <laughs> Let's just go point counterpoint. Do you agree or disagree? Um, I, I guess I agree. <laughs> point, I don't know. Point uh, Patty's. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Point counterpoint. Patty against uh, Fez. McCartney versus Lennon. Fez, you go. Um, I will take Lennon. I think Lennon uh, was the the bigger deal there. Mm, interesting logic behind that, Patty. Oh, I take Lennon too. He's my favorite performer and songwriter of all time. So I'll take him every time. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I'm going to give that point to Patty because she came in with the Lennon, and Fez would have known in the fact of a point counterpoint that he should have went to counterpoint. Uh, Patty up two. To zero right now. I'm stunned by this, Patty. Maybe it's because you got your vagina checked out today by Dr. Steve, but it, you seem like a whole new person. There's that building. This is right <laughs> across the street from me, and that's where they're putting this fucking lunatic. Oh, no. And that's what I got to deal with now in my neighborhood. Just paparazzo all mm. over the place. Paparazzi. Paparazzi. Um, um, who's that, by the way? Who's singing that? No, no, who's the lunatic? Uh, this is the French rapist, Patty. I know that oh. you don't pay attention to Manhattan news. <laughs> but the French rapist, the head of the... Is it the IMF? Uh-huh. Uh, he raped a... Allegedly raped a young maid. Would you do this, by the way, Patty? Would you do it? Do what? Rape a maid? No. Okay, good. That's why you're out of jail and he's in. And that building right there is right where I live. And they fucking put him in there... At a lousy $14,000 a month. I don't know how he's being able to stay there for that kind of money. Balling out. Jesus. Well, he's and only got a two-bedroom. And you're a neighbor, bedroom. too. Huh? And you're a neighbor, too. I know. Now he's my neighbor. <laughs> um, let's go over here to Paul. Paul, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, Paul. this is Paul. Uh, Paul. Well, whatever your name is, what can we do for you? Uh, I just want to tell Fez to have a slim gym in honor of uh, Randy Savage. Dedicated to the honor of Randy Savage. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 
Ricky, you're on the Run of Fez show. I just want to dedicate this call to the Macho Man. Oh, yeah. Dedicating calls to the Macho Man today. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Brian, you're on the Run of Fez show. What's going on, guys? Definitely a sad day. Macho Man was a shit back in the day. I want to ask you guys, um, besides Hulk Hogan, who's probably the biggest wrestler of all time, is there anybody else who surpasses the Macho Man? Nobody surpasses him. Not only that, but I'm looking to see if we can't put his face right now on Mount Rushmore. To me, that would be the perfect thing. Patty, agree or disagree? Agree. Uh, Fez? Uh, disagree? On the man's on the day the man dies, you're going to disagree. We're all sitting here talking about him. I've got to give this one to Patty. She's up three 0 Point Patty. Fez, I thought you liked uh, Randy Savage. I love him, but I was counterpointing. Are you just counterpointing or trying to guess what the counterpoint is? No, I'm counterpointing. And what was the reason that you disagree? Because uh, Patty agreed. I'm teasing the retards today. I've got Patty and Fez both in here. Get them to say stuff. Patty, you've got your vagina looked at today, right? No, it didn't happen. What? Huh? Why, why wouldn't they do it for you? They couldn't find what they needed to do. <laughs> they were just trying to put it off, weren't they? Um, were you worried they were going to see your vagina? Yeah, what? Well, <laughs> you're saying your pussy's too small. Oh, stop. I'm just asking questions. <laughs> um, the tiny pussy. Let's uh, go over to John. John, you're on my face. Hey, Ronnie B., how you doing today, brother? Good. Listen, I know what all, there was a lot of allegations about Savage behind the scenes with uh, some stuff he did. Whatever. Afterwards, I know. But do you think now Vince puts him in the hall or no? Not only that, but I think he's going to call it the Randy Savage Hall of Fame. Patty, agree or disagree? Agree. Fezzy? No, he won't call it the Randy Savage Hall of Fame. Point goes to Fez. Uh, well, I'm going to give the point to uh, Patty right now for not being rude to a man on the day that he died. Um, here's uh, Ted. What do you got for me, buddy? Hey, I'd like to dedicate this to the Macho Man. The Tower of Power to speak to me, sour, funky, lucky monkey. Ooh, yeah. Dig it? Yeah. Pat, did you like that, yes or no? Yeah, I like the ooh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Fezzy? I didn't care for it. Uh, point goes to Patty right now. Dominating. Um, yeah, she is. Dan, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, Ronnie B, you sound like a million bucks. I feel like a buck three eighty. Hey, man, I just had lunch at a combination Pizza Hut and Taco Bell for the first time, and I want to dedicate that lunch to the Macho Man. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. How we love the Macho Man. Yeah, Randy he, he Savage. was a Macho Man. A Macho, Macho Man. Yep. He wanted to be a Macho Man. <laughs> What's funny? The song. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> macho, about. Macho, macho, man. I understand I what you're saying, Patty. <laughs> Here's Heather and Tam. Whoops. Let me try you again. Uh, we lost you. Uh, let's go over here to Steve in, in Idaho. You're in Run Fest. Yes, I'd like to uh, dedicate Patty's vagina to uh, Macho Man. Snap into it. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's very, very nice. Uh, let's go over here to Sam. Sam, you're on the Run of Fest show. Yes, I was going to uh, dedicate the raping of a maid to uh, Macho Man. Never. What kind of person no. are you? Never, unless it was statutory. You're never going to see him involved in such a thing. Um, 
Nick, Boston, your manifest. Hey, buddy, I just want to dedicate this call to Macho Man and say that we look forward to your induction into the WWE Hall of Fame 2012. Now you can do it, huh? Can't you, Vince? Now you can do it. Let go. Hey, Vince, why don't you call it? I'd like to give too little, now too late. Who's this help? What have you done? This is what happens when you hold a grudge, Vince. Uh, now, we all hold grudges, though. You got to admit that. We all hold grudges. Like if Mikey D died today, would Fez act like, oh, I always liked Mikey D? Or if Sheepy was the God forbid, passed away. Oh. Or if Patty was to fall down the steps. No. These steps mm -hmm. right here? Mm-hmm. Hope someone pushes you, Patty. Um, Jason, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron and Fitz. I don't think Macho Man's dead. Don't trust the government. We haven't seen the photo evidence. Don't believe the hype. Here's James in Missouri. Yes, hello, Ronnie. Hello, Fezzy. Hello, Patty. Uh, I just got through jerking off to Patty's voice. I want to dedicate that to Macho Man. Patty, why are you going to be in here sexy talking? What? Patty says to me today, she goes, I want to stop by. And I go, why? She goes, I want to get some people to masturbate to my voice. I didn't say that. How many people do you think have, though, over the years? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't say anything right, like Patty, that, Patty, you ready though? to take the test? What test? Uh, favorite band of all time? Beatles. Favorite movie? Favorite movie? Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, 2001 Space Odyssey. Uh, favorite ethnic group? Ethnic group? Uh... I don't have one. Favorite curse word? Um, I don't curse. If you go into heaven, what's the first thing you like to hear God say? If I what? Go to heaven, what's the first thing you want to hear God say? Welcome, Patty. Beautiful. I'm going to open this up to our students now to ask questions. Uh, here's Al in Florida. You're on a fuzz. Al, turn Hello? your radio down. Yeah. Yes. What can we do for you, Al? Oh, no, I'm saying uh, Al Quickhead Soprano, I refer refereed with the WWF when it was that with Kamala. I had um, I had uh, Macho Man many a times. I remember a match against the uh, American Dream when they were cracking up, when they were talking to each other in a sleeper hold. It was, uh, but he also wrestled heavy when he when he did the off the top rope. He didn't take any weight on his knees. The guys really took a full bump. Yeah, he was rough, right? He was rough in the ring. Right, very rough. Um, I'm happy to be in Florida now. I'm doing a show with uh, Scotty Duhati, but I uh, also work out of New Jersey with the ECPW. Well, uh, I know you guys, uh, it's going to be a rough weekend for you. Yeah. It'd be a sad one. We got we got a show in Paramus tonight and uh, in um, Brooklyn tomorrow night. Mm. Well, but we, I, will ring, we will ring the bell for him. Well, we're going to do the same thing. How many times do you ring the bell, Fez, at the end? You ring it ten times. Well, that's how ten we're, times, yes. That's how we're going to end the show today for the Macho Man with ten rings. And, Patty, if anything happens to you, it'll be eleven. Aw, thank you. You're welcome. Um, let's go over here to uh, Eddie at P.F. Chang's. Hey, I want to dedicate my next uh, order of lettuce wraps to the Macho Man. That's beautiful. Um, let's go over here. Uh, Rick, you're on Fez. Yeah, if uh, Patty and Fez truly cared, 
they would honor him by losing their virginity together on this <laughs> day. Patty's game. No, <laughs> I'm not going to lose my virginity. Are you still holding out for Mr. Wright, Patty? Yeah, I want to be with someone who, you know, that I could be with for the rest of my life, you know. That's only another six dated, months. But that's about it, you know. Yeah. I, you know, I just like having good friends. That's nice. Yeah. There can't be anything more important than friendship, is there? Exactly. Mm. Uh, well, what about money? Will you pick money or fe- friends? Friends. That's nice. Fez? Because money comes and money goes, but friends are around forever. Oh, that's really nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to break here. Uh, and we're going to come back and wrap up the show. Um, Patty and Fez here <laughs> for the Macho Man today. And, of course, the floods the, in the Mississippi area. Uh, right back, Ryan Fez. Good time. Fez Wally, Ron and Fez on the virus. Levon Helm Day, which has quickly become Randy Macho Man Savage Day. But, Patty, you're going in a whole different direction. I found out something new about you today, that you're a little monster. What do you, you mean? What you, I- you are a Lady Gaga fan. I like her. And <laughs> I do. I like her music. She's playing right across the street with Saturday Night Live. And people are standing in line for tickets. Yeah. When you get off your, we're done at three o'clock. You ought to head over. Mm. Pick up tickets. What's your favorite song by her? My Poker Face. <laughs> um. Well, I can't think of any titles offhand. I might be mine. Just you know, but you know, I listen to her music on Hits One. I just recently got into her because uh, I started listening to Hits One and uh, Channel Three, Twenties on Twenty, and After 10. all this time, you finally turned your back on ONA. No, I, I still listen to 105. <laughs> yeah, but after all these years, you're now like, you know what? I don't need to listen to ONA. Let me put on Hits One. <laughs> uh, you know, I got an XM radio. I, I like to try to listen to a lot of the shows that are on it and stuff, and <laughs> discover channels on it and stuff that I you know but ONA will you know ONA and Ron and Fez will always be my number one station and number two is Lady Gaga uh, number two is the music stations uh, here's Eric you're Ron and Fez hey, I just wanted to uh, dedicate the end of the world to Macho Man Randy Savage that's really nice you know the world's ending on Saturday Patty yeah silly isn't it 
I don't want to be the guy that gave up his life savings and all the money he had in the bank to pay for the advertising, and then when he wakes up on Sunday morning and nothing happened. You know what? Maybe you should get the name Common. Maybe you've moved into the Common Sense. <laughs> Fuzzy, I know you feel sad over there today. Yeah, very much. I'm going to let you uh, go out the end of the show today with uh, ringing the bell ten times for Andy. Did you just go, brah? Did you hear that at all? He no. makes little noises at me when I'm talking to him. He just went like this, like a baby dinosaur. Back at me. We have the oddest... Uh, I didn't even hear it. It's your own mouth. That's the scary thing about it. I don't even hear these noises that are coming out of me. <laughs> right, Patty? <laughs> um, Adam, you're on the run of face show. Adam, we got you? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I just wanted to say uh, thanks for playing the graduation music earlier. Brought back uh, some good memories of when Randy would come out. It didn't really mean much. It was just his music. But when uh, when he would win and he's standing there uh, covered in sweat and holding his ribs and uh, tired as shit, and uh, they played the graduation music, it was always a real moving moment. Sure, then they would hand out diplomas. <laughs> right. Um, Tom, you're on my face. Hi, how you doing? This is Tom. Hey, Tom. How you doing? Will uh, Corky and Bobo be going to the funeral of Macho Man in Florida? Um, I I doubt it. I'm sure that's going to be a very private ceremony. Why would it be? Um, well, I would I would just I would assume that. I don't know. Maybe there'll be a public memorial. And here's here's uh, Dave. Dave, you're on my face. Hey, Dave. Hey, Ryan. I like Buck Fifty. Thank you. Hey, I want to dedicate my last cigarette in this pack to Marshall May. It's beautiful. It's really interesting. Earlier today, I was in here with. Uh, Dr. Steve and he and I were talking about the universe and time itself and space and, and what the eternal soul is and what is the purpose of life. And now I'm sitting in here with Fez and Patty and we're just kind of growling at each other and making small talk. You get to do both in this life, don't you, Patty? Well, I don't growl, but I no. do make small talk. You you aren't a growl. Uh, you weren't a growler. Uh, Terry in California. Hey, I'd like to dedicate Fezzy Sadness to the Macho Man. Homo Queer Sickle. Are you sad about it, Fez? Yeah, I'm very sad about the Macho Man passing away. I didn't know that. Yeah. Sad, sad news today. Randy Savage dying after uh, an apparent heart attack in a car accident. Summary. You summarized it beautiful. So, yeah, so it's just, it's it's really, really a sad, sad thing. One of the absolute greats of all time in professional wrestling. Here, here. Here, here. Uh, Andy, you're on running Fez. Hello? Yeah. Hey, I'd like to dedicate the rest of Fezzy's life to Randy Savage. Uh, Jeff, you're on the Run Fez show. Hey, Patty, point. You, 
Here's Gio. You're on the Run of Fez show. Oh, I heard Mr. Savage found a nickel on the ground before he passed away. No, uh, I guess that's a shot at my dead father. Uh, Rich, Long Island, you're on Ron and Fez. Hey, Ron and Fez. Sorry to hear bad news about Randy Savage, but maybe we could cheer up Fez and he could bang the shit out of Patty today. <laughs> Would you both like to do that? <laughs> then why are you giggling, Patty? Did you fantasize Such about silliness. it? Such silliness. Have you ever oh, fantasized nice. about Fez? No. Would that be like sleeping with your own brother? Um, I don't fantasize about stuff like that. I fantasize on healthy things. Like what? Like, uh, what would I do if I had a million dollars? Things like that, you know. If I won the lottery or... I know. You know, I'm apartment hunting, how I would like to fix up my new place, you know, yeah. things like that that are positive. Yeah, but the new place, what if you ended up calling it your fuck pad? No, it wouldn't be that at all. <laughs> no. Now, what, what makes you think that the sex is not positive? Why do you see sex as negative? I don't see Fez it sees as it negative. The same way. But you're saying I, I don't want to It's focus misused on. too much in this society. It's supposed to be a com- in a committed relationship between two people who are going to be with each other the rest of their lives. And it's the link that holds them together. It's beautiful. You know. John, you're on Fez. Hey, guys. I'm a truck driver, and I just crossed the state line into my home state and going home. And I wanted to dedicate it to Randy. Oh, that's very nice. But, uh, Eric, you're on Fez. Hey, Rock. Uh, I'm about to buy a Slim Jim right now, and I dedicate the first snap into it to the great one, the Macho Man Randy Savage. Ooh, yeah! Um, here's uh, Bill, you're on running first. Big guys, my name's Timmy Fowler, buddy. Yeah, buddy. In, in honor of the Randy Macho Man Savage, I think tonight I'm going to sit home, watch the first Spider-Man and Rupert Bonesaw McGraw. Well, that's very, very nice. Uh, Chris, you're on the Run of Fest show. Yeah, is there is there a Randy Savage dead man soup? Fez? No, there isn't. I think you should stick with the Slim Jim if you're looking for a food item. No, the soup was what my father had made before he got sick and passed away. And that's gone too now. So we're all up to date. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Stalker Patty, Fez Watley... Talking about maybe each giving their virginity to each other. Now, Patty, are you surprised that Fez is a virgin too, or lots of people in the world are? Well, name it's another not besides unusual. you too. People, well, there are people that are virgins too. Like who? Well, the Virgin Mary was a virgin. <laughs> Well, only up to a point, and then she started having kids. I know me and Patty, and then children. I think that fills out the ranks. So you're a little more disappointed in yourself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm perfectly happy as I am. Mm. See, that's the difference, I think, between the two of you. Patty's a happy person. Fez is a sad person. Pretty much in the same circumstances, Patty decides to see the glass is half full. Fez likes to see the the, uh, glass is half full dog shit. No. <laughs> hey, there's Pete uh, talking to people about the rapture. I wonder if whatever whatever Jennifer is not doing it. By the way, I see her on, online last night talking to the Jump the Shark guy 
almost the same compliments as she gives me. I just now get the fact that, oh, it's the same line. It's just blowing smoke up oh, your ass? Oh, you're brilliant. Oh, you're so blue. Oh. It's the same stuff. What? Come on, Jen. But what would anyone get out of blowing smoke up someone else's ass? What does that even mean? It makes you feel good? I think that's right. Hold on. I never have it happen. Uh, Nick, you're on my face. Ronnie, Nick from Buffalo. I want to dedicate this delicious beef on a whip to Randy Macho Man Savage. Uh, Craig, Florida, you're on Fez. Hello? Yeah, go ahead. Hey, Ronnie and Fez, you stalk a patty. How you guys doing? Uh, I just found out about Randy Savage. Pretty terrible. Uh, I just want to say he had the greatest match in WrestleMania 3 of all time against Ricky Steamboat. People say that time and time again, Patty. Everyone believes that that's the greatest match of all time. I, I don't know. I can't tell you. I've never seen the match. <laughs> I just don't watch wrestling on TV. <laughs> You are the opposite of Fez. He watches wrestling. You don't. He's sad. You're happy. He doesn't know the music m music at all. You love the Beatles. Everybody ha is themselves. That's true. And that's what makes you, you, me, me, and then them. <laughs> yeah. Why do you repeat phrases like that all the time? We, we. We. So I think we're about to, I think I have to ring the bell now. In honor of the macho man, Randy Savage, who... How much time do we have? Who passed away today. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how much time we have. Because I would have done a, a little better job of setting it up than just, I think it's time for me to ring the bell. About three minutes to normal time, we'd start satellite. Well, instead of satellite, we'll go out with Randy's music. So we have about five minutes left in the show. All right, so we got about five minutes. Oh, okay. Left. But again, I, I was saying the same thing. Like, if you're doing this thing, you don't want to go, and now it's time to set up this. We'll put it out there, and, and we'll be heartbreakers with it. Because this was uh, an old pal of Fezzi's and mine. An old pal. And the weirdness about losing a person particularly a person that you haven't seen in so long is that whole time and that whole place comes back again patty and i think that's why you know fez uh his memories take him other places because i when i'm thinking about randy passing away today i think not just about him i think about elizabeth i think about everybody that we were with at the time some of those people gone some of those people have just moved in other parts of their lives. Um, and some of those people even grown up now. Some of those people that used to have fun with a lot of that stuff were just uh, little kids. And that was, uh, you know, the writing hand, Patty. It writes, and having writ moves on. There's nothing we can do about it. We can't ever get any of that back, so... To a guy who, I think if you are from the United States of America, you've got some kind of uh, memory of. And it was a great, great sports entertainer um, and a person that we'll always think of. Fezzala would like to take us out with a little memory from our own Fez Watley of Randy the Macho Man Savage.